Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Was that supposed to be funny? Get these clowns out of here. Why would they do that? You were having a freaking game. Dude. It's a cocky bunch, man. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Victory Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville. 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930. You can find us online, pr927fm.com. And watch the show and be a part of the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. You can find us there. Watch the program. Chime in with your questions, comments on this lovely Monday. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe and follow us on Facebook for all the latest uh, going on with ECU Athletics. And a busy day today. Everything moved up a day because the Pirates will play on Friday rather than Saturday. So, already got Mike Houston's weekly press conference out of the way. And we've got that video audio available for you. And uh, we'll serve some of that up here on this show later on. And some player interviews we'll get to as well. You can see those on YouTube as uh, East Carolina short week preparing for the BYU Cougars. We got a recap of UCF win. Uh, before we start talking BYU, we'll do that today. Looking back at the fifth quarter, we got our big calls of the fifth quarter coming up in just a little bit. Uh, an old blast from the past there. So uh, we'll serve that up to you in just a moment. We got Brian Bailey joining us at 4 o'clock. We'll hear what Mike Houston had to say uh, this hour and in the 4 o'clock hour. And at 5 o'clock, we'll talk some Pirate Baseball, a little fall ball action as East Carolina was playing Clemson uh, over the weekend in uh, exhibition. They've got Virginia coming up this week, and we will uh, talk about that and the Purple Gold World Series with Cliff Godwin, who will join us in the Pirate Radio studios coming up later on this uh, day at the uh, 5 o'clock hour. Shirley Rhodes is here, the man of Chan. Chan Man's here, and Troy D. to my left. Troy, how you doing? doing good clip uh i was over at the baseball offices today on some unrelated business and uh, i was catching up with the guys they uh, split over at clemson won one and lost one so uh it'll be interesting to hear cliff talk about that as they get to, i believe to play a couple of these games like during the off season and um then they got some uh big stuff coming here in greenville next couple weeks for people getting hungry for baseball we'll get all the details on that they're gonna here have the concessions open it's going to kind of be like a game day atmosphere if you will for baseball a little preview for the pirates and uh, normally during this hour clip we'd start with the players lounge we are going to punt on that we talked to the guys it is a short week this is kind of a crazy week with them having to get out to byu especially uh, to play friday night a lot of folks may not realize the game is friday night eight o'clock uh, we are going to re. We'll, we'll hear from some of the players and obviously Coach Houston later on, but we'll have our players' lounge where they're in studio with us back next Monday. So we'll get back on track with that. Biggest win of the Mike Houston era, and we don't have players to talk to today. That's a bummer. <laughs> we were here for the Tulane and Navy loss. They were here, but not for today. But hey, yeah. Yeah, well, this we'll, is the we'll one. We'll have a fun one this week, and there was another you know week. Well, where, two weeks from now. Yeah, where it gets a little wonky, so to speak. But uh, I look forward to. Having those guys back with us soon, and man, what a weekend for ECU football! Uh, as you said, probably th- without question, the biggest win for Mike Houston as head coach right here, as far as quality wins go. Uh, that's that's got to rank right up there. And 
you know, I mentioned it a week ago, Clip, after the Memphis game. I said that's the type of game, the way they gutted it out and found a way to win. I said that's the type of win that could spark something in the second half of the season. And uh, right now, the second half of the season, the Pirates are 2-0. and so uh, you know all these people that halfway through the season wanted to write everybody's uh, eulogy. Uh, hold on, I just hold on. Let me finish. I said, finish. let's let the season play out. Let's let the last six games of the season play out, because if the Pirates won the last six games, boy, it changes everybody's attitude about everything. Uh, now they're you know they beat Memphis. Now they beat UCF. They'll go on the road to BYU, a team that was looking very tough. Obviously stumbled against. Uh, was it liberty who was it this weekend they lost to liberty liberty yeah so obviously can be beat um but i, I do feel like these now putting back-to-back wins up and getting some momentum uh th- and it seems like coach houston's teams always do better in the second half of the season traditionally that they come on strong so let's see what happens here with now what four games to go i believe so um pirates got got some things in order and played their best game of the year i really thought against ucf and absolutely dominated them um you picked ucf to win i did okay i did i did pick ucf well you can't take credit for your call about sparking things no i know i i thought that this i mean you can but if you say things i know i said this is is something that could spark something i needed to be proven that this team could do i know they could do it i said if the team that played against NC State shows up, they'll win every game from here on out. If the team that played Navy shows up, they'll lose every game. Which Pirate team's going to show up? The Pirate team that showed up Saturday will dominate the rest of the season if they can continue to. But that's the wild thing about college football and sports. Which teams could, can they duplicate that? That's the toughest thing to do, Clip. They are capable of it, and I think that's what we've all seen. This team is, a good, is capable of being a great football team. Can they put it together week in and week out? Now's their opportunity to do that. Dominant performance on Saturday night. Offense, defense. Missed the field goal, but special teams look pretty good as well. Even these last two weeks with these great wins, we've still had that one empty trip to the uh, to the field goal market, the extra point market. Yeah, special teams has still been atrocious this year, unfortunately. And the kicking game has. kicking kicking game yes the kicking game has been a, a real struggle this year and when you only have to punt one time your punting situation can only be so bad and it was a good punt yeah so the pirates only punting one time the other night do That's they keep track one. of stats as far as like extra points and field goals you know how many attempted how many missed and then like rankings you know how they have like their where you rank in defense where you rank in offense, you know, with college football. I'm sure they do. I, I'd love I'm to sure see where we rank last. in special teams. We got to be last on uh, extra points. That's that's what I would think. Got to be. I think we're probably the worst in the country at that. And that, that's something that's going to hopefully get retooled. Well, yeah, you know? we're running. I mean, it has been retooled. We I, got I a new snapper and a new kicker. Right. I meant like even during the offseason. Well, yeah. We may have to get an overhaul. Uh, Josh says, Clipper, how about them freaking pirates? What a win. We needed that. Alan says clips in blackout mode. Well, Alan, uh, when you're a portly gentleman, you're always in blackout mode. Blackout, always okay. the way to go. Hey, Shirley, how about those freaking pirates? How about those freaking pirates? Mike Houston. That's kind of his thing now. Did you see he did it again this way? I, I like that. It's kind of his yeah, catchphrase now. But that, could he, be, that could be his thing. Uh, no, nah, I like it. If what he says not? friggin', yeah. Yeah. The other night, he said, how about those pirates? Oh, no, he's got to keep the friggin' in To which in Billy there. said, that reminds me of Jimmy Johnson, to which I said, I don't like it anymore. Okay, he's got to keep Got to keep friggin' That's his thing. That's what I meant. You got to keep the friggin' The other there. night, he didn't do it. The friggin's unique. Yeah. Yeah, that could be his calling card. 
are you freaking kidding me stick with that i'm okay yeah leave that out it's freaking fantastic you're just a jimmy johnson fanboy yeah because he is a cowboy he is i know let's not get too sidetracked big Uh, win by washington by the way congratulations i was i I was joking with you earlier for those that missed it the team formerly known as the redskins beat the green bay packers yesterday what what a surprise a lot of surprises in the nfl yesterday so not only do uh well, I, I screwed up. I'm making a joke. I totally screwed up the setup. Say, it's not that good anyway. I, I was like, well, the Bears. You're a dumbass. <laughs> wow. You're a dumbass. First time we're being able to play this. The Bears, can't, the Bears can't beat the Packers, and neither can the Bears' owner beat can't the Packers. Beat Washington. Oh, I, that's right. Jeez, Troy, come I on. Screwed man. it up. Yeah. Brett Favre. I mean, Brett Favre. Good God Almighty. We got to move on. We got to move on. What is going on? This is terrible. I think I am still uh, have some residue for the weekend. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Brett Favre. Yeah, I met Aaron Rodgers, but now, who, owns, who allegedly owns the Bears, lost does. to the Redskins. Yeah. This is a winner's circle right here. I'd call it more of a triangle, but yeah. Triangle. Will Troy Dreyfus be able to enter this triangle tonight when the Bears take on the Pats? Negative. But I hope they do. So here, here's the deal, and I'm so disappointed in the Bears season. We were down to the final 20 teams in our survivor pool. And now th- this is big money. I mean, we're talking tens of thousands of dollars for in this pool clip. Big. I mean, I'm not saying life-changing money, but definitely year uh, holiday-changing money. 454 it's, people were in at the start. We were down to 20. We're down to 20. Um so we had the, the the top two picks, which you can only pick one team, and you can only pick them once for folks that don't know the rule. All they got to do is win. We were either going to go with the Buccaneers, which was going to be an easy win over a team uh, called the Carolina Panthers that, that lost their best player, by the way, to San Fran, which was going to be a gimme win, or the Patriots over the Bears. I really like both those games. I thought both the Bucks and the Patriots would win. Um, me, you, and Ellerby felt strongly about the Bucks coming off Tom Brady coming off a loss going into a limping Carolina 13 and a half point favorite easy win right so we voted against Tony who wanted strongly to pick the Patriots well lo and behold in case you haven't been following this story I don't know what happened to the Carolina Panthers but they look like world beaters yesterday. Tom Brady stinks is what Oh, my happened. God. So the Bucks lay an egg, and we get bounced out of this thing with about probably half the pool with us that took the Bucks. A lot of people took the Bucks. Uh, but it was a big play on Survivor Pools yesterday. So our only hope is, our only thing that can save us from having to hear it from Tony for the rest of our lives is if the Bears were to upset the Patriots, then we'd both be wrong. Yeah. And I can sleep better at night saying, okay, I don't even care about the Bears as a fan. I just want the Bears to win so I don't have to hear it from Tony. Yeah, Tony's going to be salty. He is going to be, if the Patriots roll over the Bears, which is probably what's going to happen, can you imagine the plate of I told you so he's going to serve up in here? You look a little salty. And I feel bad because he's he was right we should have gone if the patriots win the only thing that can save us is a bears win yeah and then i can say well we every every team we thought was going to win lost and the only other thing that can happen is if every other team per team that was left in that final 20 loses this week which didn't happen yeah some we are out of it 
a tough a hell of a run though to, to get to the final 20. a great run and then the bucks lay an absolute giant egg it's like the sweet 16 of uh you know survivor pools if you will great analogy thank you so that was tough to take yesterday yeah. but my commanders won chandler congrats to your panthers surely yeah. your dolphins a winner last night on thursday night football the trifecta troy d trying to be a yeah. winner as well miracles you never know nfl's a crazy sport isn't it i mean there's so many wild upsets every who would have thought washington would win over green bay every week who would have thought the panthers would win over the bucks and right now in the nfc that's why like, you can't bet this stuff what do the bears have two wins right now yeah now we're in the hunt if the bear or do they have three bears are two and four if they so washington's three and four half game out of the wild card because like every team has three or right. less wins, like legit. Like if they win tonight, yeah, that's they're a call. in. It. Yeah, they're legit in the hunt. In the graphics, in the it's hunt. Unbelievable. Hey, it's almost turkey season. That's when they start throwing up those in the hunt graphics. Yes. When you get into November, so uh, get ready for the in the hunt. Right, when Chandler. I the season was over, not so fast. Y'all, the Panthers are one win away from being in the hunt. The Panthers are one game out of first place in their division. Maybe they fired their coach too soon. See, maybe they should have let it play out. You well, mean so they could keep losing? No, well, they they won now, right? Well, maybe they're winning. So maybe they fired him at the right time. Yeah, Yeah. I think this is a perfect time to fire the. Maybe that's why they're winning because they got rid of him. Yeah. So Panthers are two and zero in the division. They have a winnable game this week against the Falcons. You do go on to to play the Bengals next week on the road. But the Panthers stink. But then you play the Falcons again. It's not going to happen. That could be two wins in three weeks. And the Panthers, the next thing you can uh, you know is the Panthers are four zero in the NFC South. Now now he's back. I just heard him cry for an hour last week. Yep. uh, I think it was Friday. But look, that's how it goes. That's how the NFL works. You are at the bottom of the barrel one week. You're you're on your football deathbed, and now all of a sudden you're back. I mean, we're talking to Troy D here, who had the Bears. You know, you were excited. Well, I was. Totally. I've got the text messages. You had them oh, fired uh, kicking the Packers' ass oh, yeah. on and, Sunday and they, Night Football. And they could have if they did. They could have. That's where it all went wrong. They could have. I wouldn't say I'm out of the deathbed. I'm just like sitting on the side of the bed and I got the nightstand lamp on. Me and you were the opposite. You started all jacked. No, 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 no. You were kind of down. Very down, down. And now you're up. I was up and now I'm down. That's why I'm telling you guys, just stay medium. Simmer down. Simmer down. <laughs> Even keel clip. Just know your team's going to blow, and it won't really affect you that much. I know. Although, man, I got to say. Why do we let this affect us so much? That's eh, fun. It's fun to feel things. I know. Uh, but every time I say it's not going to bother me, it bothers me. When the Packers were flipping it around on that last play. Oh, that was exciting, wasn't it? It was great to be yelling at the TV, j- jumping around the house, I, excited about something. I thought <laughs> Rodgers was going to take it in. When, when he got the ball last, like I thought he was going to run it. Like I thought that looked, old man ain't It looked like nowhere. a cow. Uh, what was that wild play in college? Yeah. Cal Stanford. Cal Stanford. Bandits finish. on the field. Yeah. It looked like a band is on the field without the band, the way they were going. Yeah. I'm like, they're going to damn get this thing. Could you imagine if they scored and there wasn't a penalty and you end up losing the game on a play like that with like 10 laterals? Would have been pretty typical. Oh, my gosh. Rogers nutmegged the guy, threw it out of bounds, and that was it. It was awesome. Yeah, so. it was an exciting finish, though. That it was. And uh, we have Monday Night Football coming up tonight, Patriots and the Bears. All right, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back more on ECU, UCF. We'll get to our big calls of the fifth quarter. We'll hear from Mike Houston. And I want to say great job by everybody on the fifth quarter. It was a lot of fun to listen to. Sure was a lot of fun on a uh, big win like that. 
We haven't done this all year, have we? We used to do this on a regular clip. We've gotten so busy with the Players' Lounge, we yeah. don't have as much time to do it. Bring it back, a classic throwback to Pirate Radio. The big calls of the fifth quarter. I'm really fired up about this. Man, we we heard from people, Clip, we haven't heard from in years. Yeah, true. I was like, wow. I have not, like, what? I didn't know Captain Bill was still alive. This is fantastic. Never heard him so positive, Clip. It's incredible. Surely we were on uh, about a quarter to two. Do you remember the call count from the other night? I don't think we said it. Do you got it? 37. Man, all right. We were uh, locked and loaded the yeah. entire show. We had a lot of people. I've heard told a lot of people, including Brian Bailey, but others who commented that said we've been trying to call the whole time can't get in yeah you got to be quick because uh or patient quick or patient yeah, yeah. uh but the lines were locked the entire night so great calls by the thank way. you folks for uh making it what it is uh we'll hear uh some of the big calls on the fifth quarter when we return after this Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go to IT expert since 2006 and are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Troy, you haven't seen this yet, so I'll show it to you live and fresh for the first time. All right. You know that picture they'll put up? You probably know it. Uh, the meme of the referee doing the Lambo leap celebrating. It's like a uh, Photoshop. Have you ever oh, seen that? I think I have, yeah. Like, like as a joke. Like, yeah. yeah. Hey, look, there's a ref doing the Lambo right, leap. Right, yeah. So this looks fake. I, it looks like a skit, but right. it's not. This is right after the uh, Panthers Bucks game. Mike Evans is walking off the field. Referee behind him uh, gets his attention and hands him something, and Mike Evans starts signing it. At there's, one point, there's two referees. There's two refs, yeah. At one point, the ref notices a camera's on and quickly starts moving again. Huh. Uh, and Tom Pelissero says the NFL is reviewing the incident involving Jeff Lambert, Trip Sutter, uh, because uh, there are were documents that say uh, you cannot ask players or coaches for any team personnel or autographs. Uh, especially as a referee, very uh, inappropriate, yeah. let me say. I, you know, I don't. As far as laws, it's, I, I, it, it should be against the NFL code of conduct. You it, know, it is. Yeah, it's so in. which is their law? Which I don't know. Should this guy even be allowed to ref doing this? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. I mean, the joke is that Tom Brady, all the refs are, you know, and that's Tom Brady's team. So it's probably right. <laughs> yeah. Where was I guess they didn't want Brady's autograph because he didn't play good. Not enough. after yesterday, yeah. no. Uh but that I've never seen uh, video of that before. It is it was pretty interesting. Yeah. Wow. To see. So anyway. And in full uniform. It's not even like after the game where he's like you wouldn't know the ref if he was in street clothes. Yeah. You to see him he after the just game. put a coat on, a jacket or something. But he, I mean he's in full stripe gear. Yeah. Getting, yeah. Uh, it's hard to miss. Plus he's autograph. in the tunnel. Like there's a lot of people out and about there. So Mike Evans looks like he gave him one. Let's say um, DJ Moore said, nah, I'm not giving you an autograph. So then you go to ref their games. You like a certain guy more right. than the other. You oh, know. if I was a player, 
I'd give it to him in a heartbeat because I think, hey, this guy likes me. I'm, I'm not going to instigate anything. I'm going to keep him on my side. <laughs> That's why the guy's got to go. Tony Dunn says the game was over. This is a nothing burger. That particular game's over. Next week's game's not over. Oh, I disagree. When he's refing and <laughs> he likes Mike Evans and yeah. doesn't like the other guy. Yeah, and, and he's saying that because the Panthers won. The Panthers have lost. He might feel differently. Ooh, could be. Yeah. Tony. He's in a good mood. He, oh, and it doesn't matter now. What if it came down to one play and it was a one of those questionable calls? Is Mike and Evans getting the borderline pass interference call now Mike, that he got an autograph from him? Starting to see it the other way. Huh? Yeah. So get out of your own way, Anthony Dunn, and look at it from the other perspective. Yeah, Anthony. I feel like if we call him Anthony, it's like we're talking down to him. Hey, Anthony, get your head out of your butt. Uh, we'll talk to Anthony Dunn coming up uh, Thursday. I'm just trying to be a little more formal. <laughs> T- Tony Dunn comes on the show Tony's Friday. a cool guy. This guy comedy? This Anthony guy? He's a jerk. He's the worst. <laughs> Sir Anthony. Should we call you Sir Anthony? Thinks he knows everything because he does a podcast? We will be uh, talking to... Just kidding, Anthony. Tony, Thursday, uh, instead of Friday, no PRL Friday because Bud Light pregame tailgate coming up yeah. Friday, 4 o'clock. As uh, we'll get you ready for Pirates and Cougs of BYU. Uh, (laughs) Michael Winstead, father of Isaiah. We keep up with the Michael Winstead honorary dumpster juice list here on the show. He said, uh, Chandler, I see the Panthers decided to put some bleach on their dumpster juice so they wouldn't stink so bad. Are you ready to move the Panthers off the dumpster juice list? I was just about to ask, can I take them off for at least a week? I think they got to win one more to get off. Okay. Get a little winning streak going. Yeah, get one more. They can get off that, that list. Uh, the Broncos are certainly staying on. Yeah. All right. The, Boy, uh, I don't, you know, and I was a big fan of the Bears trying to make a move for Russell Wilson at one time. And it's like a year or two ago. I'm glad that didn't happen. It's 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 him, but like. The it guy, also got you to believe that, that they were actually getting him. Oh, I think they were. They there was made, a report. Yeah. No, they made efforts. Yeah, it just didn't go anywhere. They tried. Oh, I was a big Broncos believer heading into the year, uh, but they are terrible. Their coach seems to be terrible. It's awful. They're bad. All right, uh, Troy D. Long night the other night, and it was a fun one, man. Love yeah. celebrating with Pirate fans after a victory. We had a uh, lot of folks tuned in on Facebook, on YouTube, and uh, traditional radio, uh, and had a ton of calls the other night. And I uh, thought we'd bring it back since we got a little extra time today. And it was such a fun addition. How about some big calls? Yeah, it's almost like a mini show, if you will. Let's uh, hear some of the calls from the fifth quarter as we were celebrating a pirate beatdown over UCF on Saturday night. The big calls of the fifth quarter. We go next to Gene in Atlantic. Hello, Gene. Hey, boys. How you doing? Doing good. Let me tell you, I'm calling to talk about the big dogs. We saw some big dogs tonight. How about that D-line? They're soaking up blocks. They're keeping everybody fresh. Everybody's getting to the tackle. They're like they were chasing Plumlee around like it was a goodie bag. You know what I'm saying? They were on it tonight. David is up next in Garner. Hey, David. How about them pirates, man? 
I, I, I don't know. I don't even know where to start. I mean, the secondary was off the chain. The offense was off the chain, especially the running game. I mean, just everybody was off the chain. Everybody was running to the ball on the defensive side. I don't know what to say. It, it was a, This is a Pirates we should have seen all year. We go to Bryce in L.A. What's up, Bryce? The year is 1993, September 18th. It's a hot afternoon in Greenville, North Carolina, and a 17-year-old Bryce Wagner is attending his second East Carolina football game he's ever been to. We are playing the UCF Golden Knights. Marcus Crandell rebounding off not a great loss to Syracuse the week before, coming in, throwing dimes, and then play gets called dead. Two and a half seconds later, UCF defensive end comes in and breaks his leg. Ever since then, the UCF Knights have been nothing but a bunch of punk, jabroni, sorry, low-class, no-tier, no-Disney-world, day-pass-having, wannabe big-time football ever. A uh, team that, that, that's ever been out there. And you know what? They're gone, and we are now 11-10 against them. We got the winning record. They can go take it to, to, the, to the Big 12 or whatever, and they can suck it. <laughs> we go to Captain Bill in Greenville. What's up, Captain? Hello, guys. How you guys doing tonight? Good. Doing How great. are you? I assume you've been calling the USC post game, trying to fire Lincoln Riley out there, <laughs> Captain Bill. Yeah, no, I ain't much in the firing today. Um, I love Mike. Uh, I've never cared for coaches we've had in the past. Skip Pope's on down the line. I've always been a Logan fan, but Mike Houston, to me, I love this guy. I think he brings culture to this program. Uh, he's probably, I would compare him to Logan with the culture he's done. And no, I, yeah, they finally hired a coach that I like. Kyle in LaGrange. Just fired up as I could be, man. Um, it, it was fantastic. I, he, the way we played tonight, no complaints. And obviously, everybody said the same thing. Offense played great, defense played great, special teams played great, except for the one mess field goal at the uh, beginning of the game. Uh, this team wanted this game. You could just see the want, the desire, the passion we had to win this football game. Um, I, I, I hesitate to say, I think UCF might have been looking a little bit ahead. They have Cincinnati next weekend. A little bit of look ahead to, uh, to the Bearcats, perhaps. And uh, that's what happens when you're looking ahead and uh, you don't look what's in front of you. And what's in front of you is a freight, a, a, a freight train or a pirate ship or whatever analogy you want to use. Um, we played really good tonight. It really – we were at the point where people were going, where are we going to get six wins? You know, or, you know, we got Memphis number four. Where's five going to come? Temple going to be number six. Now you beat UCF and people think we can win out. And we can. Um, doesn't mean we will, but we can. BYU struggling right now. Um, we need to get refocused. That's another big game we can win. Look, this is a Big 12 schedule. We got UCF, BYU, Cincinnati, Houston all in a row. Next year, those four teams will be in the Big 12. So let's go win the Big 12, baby. Let's win these next three and go 4 0 in the Big 12. Go Pirates. All right, Justin's up next in New Bern. Hello, Justin. Clip, it does warm my heart to watch us beat the crap out of them sorry SOBs from UCF. I ain't got to tell y'all this, but y'all know, when Marcus Crandall got knocked out, it was a cheap shot, it was a dirty shot, 
from UCF. So I do love to watch us beat UCF. If I'm not mistaken, this puts the all-time series at 11 to 9 Pirates. 11 to 10. Uh, uh, it broke the tie. It broke yeah, the tie, 11 Justin. We got last day, 11 to 10. I hope we don't ever play them again. Send them on to the Big 12. I don't want nothing to do with them. I hope they got to live with this for the rest of eternity. And I hope that crappy little erected set aluminum stadium they got rust apart from all the tears from the UCF <laughs> Because I'm so sick of UCF. All I hear is like, don't let them fool you and think they're a good program. Let me tell you, in the last 20 years, they got just as many zero-win seasons as they do major bowl victories. I'm so sick of this bullcrap about this space U. Space U, yada, yada, yada. That space U method is made up as the national championships. They used to be the Citrus Knots. More like the Citrus not going to win the national title or the conference title or nothing this year. And don't let me forget about you, Gus Malzahn. You started the week talking about how you don't like East North Carolina barbecue. Well, you know what, Gus? You ain't nothing but a yellow egg-sucking dog. And next week, in Provo, Utah, BYU, we are coming for you. I'm going to slap every cougar on that mountain. And we're bringing all the vices to you. I'm bringing coffee, and I'm bringing Pepsi, and I'm bringing beer, and tequila, and whiskey, and more tequila, and more whiskey, and more beer. And Mike Houston and the Pirates are rolling in there, and we're whooping some BYU tail. Go Pirates! That's how you call Woo! the fifth quarter. That's how it's done. Justin in New Bern. Justin and Newburn. With the walk-off. Oh uh, I, I got to tell you, I like Justin and Newburn. I like the energy he brings and the originality. And I've been to their stadium. He's right. It's an erector set. It sucks. I don't like it. It's all aluminum. It's just, It doesn't have a good feel to it. Um, I love the fact that it'll rust because of their tears. Great line. Great line. The slap a cougar. I feel that that's an effect all week this week, the slap a cougar program. So I love that line. Um. Captain Bill loves Coach Houston. Never, I've never heard him say anything good about a coach. They finally got a coach I like. I've been in this business with Pirate Radio for 20 years. First time I've heard Captain Bill complimentary on a coach. Yeah, groundbreaking stuff right there. <laughs> um, and I got to tell you, the 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 post game comment I love the most. It wasn't on our show, but it was in the press conference with uh, Holt Nailers, and we'll talk to him about it next week. Hopefully, if uh, who knows what you know happened this week, but. Uh, I loved how Holton said, look, this game was personal to us. The scene, they've never beaten UCF, this group of players. And they knew this was their last chance clip. This was it. These guys are leaving for the Big 12. And he wanted to send them out in the proper way. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, And they did. And uh, it wasn't about – they didn't talk any junk ahead of the game. There wasn't any trash talking. But, boy, did they just kick their ass on the field – and UCF will always remember East Carolina now. Yeah. You know, that will be the last taste they have in their mouth. And that taste will be some salty barbecue. Awesome that uh, it put East Carolina over the uh, 500 mark against them all, all time as well. Yes, that was the I rubber mean, that's, match. That's all, very fitting. Was Salt. my factoid of the week last week that it was 10 right. all time. That's right. So uh, awesome game by the Pirates. Awesome performance by our fans afterwards. Love to see it. Kyle, before I get to your thought, uh, 
I didn't think weather was going to be an issue against UCF. We talked about them leaving the state of Florida for the first time, playing, uh, having to go up north, up yeah. here to North Carolina. Yeah, and you know to me, play a game. I don't like to be cold. Clip. How were you the other night of the game? I was very comfortable. Okay, I had a hoodie on and shorts, and I, and you know me, I am the first one to complain about the cold. I would not call Saturday. First of all, Saturday day was hot, and the evening was maybe cool but not cold. Comfortable. It was called a comfortable night. It was cold enough for UCF to have two industrial sized <laughs> heaters on the sideline. They had to have the space heaters out there. And that is, I a, mean, how soft are they, man? I wish I'd have known. I'm calling them out on that. I might have changed my prediction if I knew that they were breaking those out for this game because clearly it was an issue for them. They're all huddled up on there like it's the you know last Christmas. Yeah, they got a <laughs> trash can burning. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it was like 65 degrees clip yeah there was like hardly any wind so it wasn't raining i mean like weather played a factor uh but kyle i was reminded of that because kyle said he wonders if altitude will be an issue and you well know, you know what i say your uh attitude determines your altitude so if the attitude is right then we'll soar okay Oh, you're talking about how high you mean in the mountains. Correct. Oh, sorry. Yep. Uh, you know, could. Yeah. I would have some oxygen. Now, forget the space heaters. I would have oxygen tanks there that you could breathe. It affect The altitude affects me when I go up on the mountains like that. So it could. Yeah. We're, we're, when you're not used to it, yes. That Pirates, is, we like sea level. That Yeah. That is something that could. That's more of a legitimate factor to me than like cold weather. And Brian, know. and Bailey said earlier it's going to be chilly, as uh, Jenny oh, I had points out, 24 degrees. Ooh. So, no way. Uh, Bailey said it was going to be pretty low out oh. there. All right. I'm going to pull Provo, it. Utah weather. So 43 and sunny right now. That's nice uh friday night the low is 23 now we're talking that is late in the evening so yeah it could get it could get under 40 during the game uh, yeah yeah i mean that'll be the coldest game of the year for us in the 30s yeah so alert the guys i know the truck i believe has already left uh hopefully they packed the cold weather gear i'm sure they did Uh, (laughs) oh not this again if not we'll fedex it we were picking on UCF, and we're going to be without our heaters on the sideline. <laughs> yeah, no, I I imagine they look at that stuff ahead of time. And now, and now, listen, when all that stuff happened before, I don't think we had the crew that we've got in here now, Steve and the guys. Well, we definitely you know. didn't, right? But so I, uh, Steve is. I'm on assuming the ball. they still I, knew their jobs. I'm going and didn't. I'm do going it with he's planning for every contingency. Uh, Jack, I hadn't heard this. This is interesting. He said, Gus, uh, the reason they brought the heaters was Gus forgot his sweater vest. So he was a little chilly over there. Well, th- what was he wearing? He was, uh, I think he had a jacket on. He did not go sweater vest. Oh, he did not go sweater night. vest. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's the reason why they had to bring those heaters in. All right. Good stuff. Um, Cliff Godwin coming on today. And boy, this is great timing on this. It brought back so many memories. I just saw a tweet from earlier today. Uh, Anwar Richardson covers the Texas Longhorns for mm-hmm. Orange Bloods. And uh, he, he just, uh, Steve Sarkeesian had a press conference earlier today. Sarke- and this is this is enough to get fired out there, Troy D. Sarkeesian said he'd like to apologize to Longhorn Nation for not singing the eyes of Texas after the game. He was upset with the way it ended and walked off the field, said the players followed his lead, and that won't happen again. Oh, wow. So when you don't sing that song, you might as well be thrown in jail. You might as well be kicked out of Texas 
these folks yeah. are going to be angry at old Sarkeesian. I would like also to apologize to the uh, Texas Longhorns, especially if we have any fans that are watching us now on YouTube or Facebook, perhaps, because I feel it's important at this time that I give you the appropriate horns down. Mm. Right to the face. Horns down. So, oh, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I didn't even think I screwed up their hand signal. No eyes of text is being sung after the game, and that is uh, that's a no-no. I love the horns down. That's my favorite. You were really into it. I was. You and a lot of ten year olds were really what, excited about it. I, I just knew how much it bothered their fans. It really did. So then I was like just doing it just to goof on them. Like yeah. I didn't even care. It was just funny. The more you did it, the more they got uh wound up about it. I guess it, what's that term where you just kinda uh you get them going you know what i'm saying you do that to me sometimes rile them up yeah i guess so uh-huh. yeah um it was funny until the late inning saturday and then on sunday and it wasn't as funny anymore it could have been really funny if the pirates would have oh if we could have closed it out. out i mean the shirts we'd have printed yeah i mean you know oh yeah all the stuff you could do you gonna ask cliff about that today ask him what well how, how the season ended how did the season what do you want me to ask i don't know I just, are you gonna bring it up We'll probably talk about it at some point, yeah. I mean, did you, is, you, is there a particular question? Hey, Cliff, how did it feel when you lost to Texas? Are you going to ask that? I'm not going to ask that. I dare you. I think we've been over that one. <laughs> but uh, I'm just kidding. We'll, well, I'm sure it'll come up in our conversation okay. at 5 o'clock, All right. how the season did end, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this season. At the hand. I think this season, ones. this could be special, Cliff. <laughs> All right. And why do you think that? I just have a feeling. Who are your key I'm going players? with my feeling. Name five key players. <laughs> Actually, the five players you name will probably be the ones that left because they lost a lot I know. on that team. Yeah. I will bring that up with Cliff because we do, and it's almost joking at this point. How do you replace Agnos and Worrell? We always ask him that after every year, and he's yeah. like, well, Cliff, Troy, I go. I mean, we recruit, okay? We're not new to this. We knew those guys would be gone. We're we, replacing I, I, those we've guys. got guys you don't know of yet. We got because guys, you don't know okay. them. Don't mean we don't have them. You ask us this stupid stuff every yeah. year. Now that, is that Cliff or Mike Mullis you're doing? Well, Troy, I don't know. Who do you think it is? <laughs> I, think, I think it's Cliff Mullis. I mean, <laughs> who do you think you are? I mean, you kind of sound like you're morphing them into one person. No, yeah, no. I mean, it's like kind of all together <laughs> into one. But then again, it's two. Two goes into one. Yeah, no. You know, I don't know. And we're gonna be good, but we're gonna have to try hard. Yeah, we're gonna maybe we won't win all. We got a long way to go, but we're gonna be all right. We'll be good, but not that far. But <laughs> a long way, but really not that far when you look at it. Oh so. uh, yeah. All right, Cliff Cobb. Yeah, up. five o'clock today. Five o'clock. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll hear from uh, Mike Houston. Chandler does a Mike Houston every now and then. Chandler, now's your opportunity, Coach Houston, to do a great little- win. This weekend, I know you're fired up about going to BYU, Provo, Utah, on the clock. We're having a freaking game. We have a really good bunch. Really good bunch. They're very hard-nosed. Uh, we have a really good physical bunch. Are they competitive? Uh, they, they, they they love to compete. And, I mean, and they come in here. These are really good kids. They, they come in here. They compete every single day. They're very physical. Once again, they're very hard-nosed. <laughs> We've got a really good Cougar team coming up. <laughs> Cougar. Cougar. we got to be in tune. We have to be very in tune, especially when we uh, play Houston coming up. It's a really good bunch. They have a good quarterback in tune, Clayton team. Clayton team. We have to be in tune for tune. 
And uh, I'm really excited about this opportunity uh, coming up <laughs> on Friday. They're very physical. They're very physical. Very, very physical. Yeah. Good bunch. I wish more people knew how Steve Ellis taught the DBs coach. So a shock. Can... And that's a shock. That's that a always shock. goes forward. It never goes back. Who's your favorite former Pirate cornerback? Uh, oh, well, it's going to be Jaquan McMillan. It's got to be Jaquan McMillan. <laughs> I mean, we need to get Steve Ellis on because Chandler does a really good Steve Ellis. Thing. It's, it's a shock. It's and that's, a shock. The, that's the only way. It's yeah. a shock. It's a very niche yeah. uh, audience. Us right. and Steve Ellis' yeah. family. Yeah, they think the it's hilarious. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll hear from Mike Houston. More from Mike Houston after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com, the official sportswear provider of pirate radio now let's head back in to prl here's cliff back with you pirate radio live the world series is set it'll be astros and phillies if bryce harper was on my team might be my favorite player he is uh, one of my least favorite players in all of baseball but he is putting together a magical run here as are the phillies can they upset the astros uh Bryce Harper is second or third on the list now for most home runs in a Phillies postseason. Chandler, what player, former national, has the most home runs for Philadelphia in one single postseason? Uh, I'm guessing Howie Kendrick. You're guessing incorrectly. A former national? Yes. Jason Worth. Jason Worth. Is the answer to that question, 2009. Well, so Bryce Harper in his first year away from the Nationals watched his former team win a World Series and now he'll have a chance to do the same this year. Yep, that is correct. What about a story? What about a story? Another big game this week, Clip, on local interest. The undefeated J.H. Rose JV football team in the final game of the season going against the undefeated Havelock Rams. Rampant Rams. For the conference championship and season championship, because this is as far as you can go in JV now. Wow. Where is that at? It is in Havelock Ooh. Thursday night. Havelock so, minus two and a half. It will be one of the better probably JV football games you might ever see in this area. Well, I won't see it. Well, I mean, that you could hear about. <laughs> I'll hear about it. Or know about. If the Rampants win, especially, I'll hear about it. Absolutely. You feeling good about their chance? Uh, I think it's going to be a heck of a challenge. I, you know, it's a pick em to me. Could go either way. Which team's going to show up, Clip? Who wants it more? Great questions. Great sports. If, uh, uh, if I had those answers, I could give you the, if, the answer. Great sports radio questions there. Who wants it more? Yeah. You know, who's focused? I mean, you know how hard it is, though. I was talking to Tyler about this. Running the table in any sport is a great achievement. I mean, to go undefeated, I don't care what sport you're playing at what level, that's a hard thing to do. Very rare that you see teams go undefeated question is there a jv postseason no so this is this it. is it this is as far All as they the can marbles. take it this is as the, this they will be conference champions that will be as good as it can get or for them conference uh, champions <laughs> i don't know if they'll print those print shirts. The shirt <laughs> yeah but uh, i'd wear a jh rose conference champion an, shirt. an undefeated season on the line 
for good both luck. teams. Good luck to your so, squad. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a, a exciting night in Havelock. And by the way, with our Friday night, so we're going four to eight Bud Light pregame tailgate. Mm-hmm. Uh, we planning to join yes. Conley in progress? Yes. Thank right. you for reminding me about that. Uh, I need to uh, get everybody on the same page. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, but yes. Yeah. Uh, we, we will be joining Conley in progress. And we'll be talking. Alan Vic on the call, Wes yeah. Hines, production assistance. Brian North will give us a nod. We'll, we'll talk a little yeah. high school football during that show. We'll give you Conley updates. And, yeah, uh, scoring During updates. the 7 o'clock hour on sure. the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. So we'll incorporate some uh, high school football into our Friday night. So big yeah. Friday night here. Tune in to the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Live coverage of D.H. Conley football. Might join you for a little watch along in the second half of ECU BYU. And of course, we're with you after the game on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Calling Show. Yeah, we'll update you on all the other area high school games going on at that time, too. So, Havelock will actually be in Greenville Friday night, taking on Rose um, here. Big for the game there. Yeah, so a lot of, lot of games of local interest. All right, good deal. Looking forward to it. And, uh, I'm going to be in a good mood the next three weeks, Troy. Do you well, know why? I, d- uh, I don't know why. Uh, because I will be having three straight Saturdays off of work. This is one and of I the, am jagged up about it. I got to tell you, um, I wasn't sure we'd ever get to this point in the schedule because it was so front-loaded as far as all the work we'd have to do. And now I was like, I can start to see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel here. Yeah. And by light, I mean like a few Saturdays off. Yeah. It is really nice that kind of we're playing Friday, so you'll have your weekend. There's an open date the following weekend, and then the next week is... Back on Friday. That's right. Friday. Since nasty. Yep. Uh, away. So, uh, yeah, a rare three-Saturday break mm. in the middle of a season. Very unusual. Yeah. A lot of anomalies this year. Yeah. Four right. in a row to start. Yeah. Three Saturdays in a row off. Yeah, that's wild stuff. That's, that's weird, Crazy wild stuff. stuff. <laughs> All right, uh, let's hear from Mike Houston earlier today. Held his weekly press conference on Monday rather than Tuesday because everything moved up a day. And uh, we'll hear what Mike Houston had to say to open it up today. Obviously, big weekend this past weekend in uh, Greenville and Daddy Ficklin Stadium. Uh, you know, big home win for our program. Uh, big home win for uh, you know just everybody with uh, you know being able to knock off a. Uh, quality opponent like Central Florida uh, who was coming into the game uh, you're playing very very well uh, and just you know very pleased with uh, the game plans uh, that the coordinators were able to put together and the way the kids uh, were able to execute those and I thought our I thought our players just had a great week of preparation uh, I thought they you know just really you know the last couple of days mentally getting ready to play the way we wanted to play I thought they did an incredible job and uh, and just you know from the get-go uh, just uh, I love the way our team played, played together, uh, very complimentary in all three phases. Um, you know, just played with a lot of intensity, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of energy, just, you know, the sideline was, you know, really energetic all night, uh, and it carried over to the field, uh, and obviously, you know, several, you know, big performances uh, Saturday night, uh, but, uh, you know, to win a game like that together uh, and to do it at home, uh, obviously a, uh, a really good weekend. So. Not a whole lot of time to celebrate it, though. Um, really, uh, you know, quick turnaround, short week, uh, Friday night game uh, on the road, very challenging environment in Provo, Utah, against an extremely talented uh, Brigham Young team. Uh, they're coming off uh, a couple of tough losses, but uh, you know, do expect them to get a couple of guys back this weekend. Uh, and I think that uh, you know, one of our stiffest challenges of the year, uh, going on the road. 
uh, trying to get a win this Friday night. So uh, going to need a great week of preparation. Uh, I'm confident that our players will be focused throughout the week, uh, very motivated, and I expect us to be prepared to play well Friday night. All right, there is Mike Houston, and uh, boy, this BYU team uh, hammered South Florida one against number nine at the time, Baylor, which had BYU in the top 15, 16, I think, in the country. Uh, lost to Oregon, and we're still kind of in that top 25, but uh, they have dropped three in a row, and they play a, a really tough schedule, national schedule. Lost to Notre Dame, Arkansas, and then were crushed by Liberty on Saturday, 41 to 14. Didn't see that one coming. Yeah, not that bad anyway. Who do they have after us, Clip? Because uh, Boise State something called utah tech hmm. that sounds like one of those made-up games on uh ncaa that's like uh bishop sycamore bishop yeah. bishop yeah. sycamore whatever it was <laughs> is that a real school and then they close the season with stanford utah so. tech i yeah. mean for real they have a football team utah tech wow we should schedule a uh, game with those guys what are you tony collins over here is that who you want to play? Utah Tech? <laughs> we ought to bring those guys in. What is us. Utah Tech? Can we bring them in for homecoming next year? Yeah. Or a season opener would be good to get yeah, them, right? That would be good. That would be a good warm-up for a season opener. Hell, they might be good. I don't know. Never heard of them. Of course. Can, uh, what's their nickname? Can you? Uh, there's a good trivia question. Utah Tech, does it show their little image? And what's it is say? Is it a buffalo? Wow. Even if you saw yeah, I get, I'd go with probably buffalo. The Utah Tech buffalo. U-T-U. Utah Tech Wait, University. This is Dixie State. Now I have heard of them. Oh. Do they have a new name? Like, no, it's Utah Tech. Utah Tech. Uh, where's their name? The original U. The U. The, the U T U U T U. Trailblazers. Hmm. All right, Trailblazers. Well, there you go. Something new in the world of college athletics. Well, you do, of course, know the head coach of BYU, Troy. Of course, he is uh, Kalani Shtake. <laughs> Kalani Sataki. 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 Yeah. That's uh, not just something. They love the Hawaiian guys there. It's not just something you can get drunk on at yeah. a Japanese steakhouse. <laughs> Kalani. It sounds like a great like shot you would take. I'll take it. one Kalani Sataki. <laughs> yeah. Get, and actually, make it around for me and my friends. <laughs> Five Kalani Shiitakes, please. <laughs> so uh, he's been there uh, a while now. 52 and 33 overall as a head coach. Been there since 2016. So remember, we went there in 15 mm. and lost. And then uh, Coach Mo had the boys uh, was working the body against BYU, beat them pretty bad. Here yeah, that's right. In a game, and and really, Pirates battled them tough there. Probably should have great won that game, game there. That yeah. was a tough loss. I was there. Uh, beautiful venue they have in Provo. I really, I mean, the whole state of Utah is very beautiful. Uh, one of the best road trips I've ever been on. I kind of hate that I can't won't be able to go back this year it's just not in the cards for me but um it was an awesome experience we will make four trips at least out live to provo during the bud light pregame tailgate we'll talk to double b brian bailey the voice jeff charles Stephen igo and patrick mason who will all be out there yeah so uh, looking, looking forward, forward to, to it. it all right troy thanks for hanging out hour one good seeing you clip i'll uh, look forward to talking to you on thursday bear down my yeah, friends. Let's, let's go Bears. Go Bears. This is really, uh, I mean, honestly, it saves our, the regret we'll have with Tony. This is a keep Tony Collins off our bat game. Yeah. I did offer to bet Tony this game, as crazy as that sounds. I told him, I, I think the spread was eight and a half, nine. I wanted 10. Um, and then we were, yeah. would you take the Bears in 10 points, Clip? 
You know, I'm not completely sold on the Patriots. It's just the Bears are so bad. Right, but would you take 10 points? That's, you know, Bears 10 nothing to start the game. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I would take that. So I was trying to, I may uh, wager with Tony tonight. And yeah, it is extra, eight and a half. Yeah, so if I get 10, yeah. get a little extra juice on that, uh, I may take the old uh, Monsters of the Midway one more time this year one more time <laughs> i'm a glutton for punishment clip rock patriots starting to get hot we'll see yeah uh, we got that for you we'll tonight see on pirate radio we'll, we'll see. see we'll see all right let's take a break when we return we'll talk to double b brian bailey we'll talk pirates nfl little high school little hoops and more give cliff goblin my best and i will do that yeah. as well uh we'll be back with you on prl on a monday victory monday after this Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor-to-Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs, and you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation, and GUC matches all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor-to-Neighbor Program. Now, let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome back in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Clip Brock here with you. A a bit of a different Monday. No players lounge today with the short week. And Brian Bailey's got a short week here in town. He's got to head out to uh, hot and sunny Provo, (laughs) Utah. Right, Bailey? What's the temperature looking like? It's going to be like the Hawaii Bowl all over again. (laughs) Or more like the Liberty Bowl, actually. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, I, I... I hadn't even thought about it. You know, you get so involved with, with, you know, last week was with high school football and in the central, you know, UCF game and, and getting everything ready to go. And I knew it was going to be a short week this week for, you know, for the players, especially and the coaches. But man, I looked at the weather and it, it, it looks like it's going to be cold. Do we make a too big of a deal about weather and sports? Sometimes, yes. I don't think last week we made a big enough deal about it because we didn't know that for UCF players, 58 degrees or whatever, however it was, was going to be too cold for them. They had those giant heaters on yeah, the that, side. That was kind of surprising. Yeah, I, and and you brought it up last Monday. You're the first person I heard say that, hey, this is their first trip out of Florida, right. keeping an eye on things like And I think it was somewhat of a factor. They looked out of sorts, out of place. I think so. I, I think it was you know probably it was their first true road trip because the other one was in Florida, Boca Raton, I believe. So And that was a bus trip probably for them, so that wasn't uh too much of a trip but really i was just impressed watching east carolina just dominate the game i mean they you know they took the ball away they 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 made tackles they they tackled well they they connected on offense i mean you know you didn't hear one complaint on a first down call at all everything just seemed to click and they just you know it's, it's a byproduct when you can run the football like they were able to do and, and create turnovers you're gonna win some football games but, but i didn't think it was gonna be a blowout like it was i 
Well, I had UCF winning the game, so I certainly didn't think it was going to be. A I didn't make blowout. a pick, but I don't think I would have pick, taken the Pirates in that game just because you know when you, it's one of those things too. You see UCF when you think of the American football, you think of Cincinnati, obviously UCF, obviously. You know those are the big dogs in this conference. Tulane's having a, a great, great year. Give the Green Wave credit, but those two are the ones that you think Houston maybe a little bit, but. Uh, I thought you know dominating a team like that. And UCF hadn't done much going into this game, but the way they took it to SMU, I think that was the one that kind of made me say, "All right, this team's a real right. for real." Yeah. But, but man, ECU uh, looked for real uh, the other night. And Bailey, there's games. So on Saturday, we're I'm watching Clemson and Syracuse, and uh, Syracuse is up eleven. Uh, Clemson brings in their freshman, third and 25. Uh, freshman QB runs for five yards, gets hit out of bounds. Stupid bonehead play. And I'm like, all right, that's the play. That's, that's going to change everything. And those, you, you watch sports long enough to see those plays and say, well, that's going to come back and bite you. ECU drives the first drive, gets down there, misses a field goal. I said, well, no, circle no, no, that no, one. Not only missed a field goal, doinked it off the upright. It was kind of like, you know, we've had problems. Let's see if we can hit the upright and see what happens here. <laughs> Chandler and I were not in there yet. We were walking up, and I asked uh, Bram Anderson, was actually sitting beside us, tiebreakers. And I said, so what happened on the field goal? He said, man, it was a perfect, it was a sweet doink. <laughs> one was. of those uh, classic doinks goes right back to you. Yeah. But I, I was hit saying, square. all right, well, circle that one. That's huge in a game like this. Well, no, it wasn't because your defense comes out, gets a turnover. That was a sign of things to come for UCF offense and our defense that night. But just th- that's a huge emotional swing there when you miss that field goal. But to be able to get that momentum right back was huge. And I really thought Coach Houston might go for it. But I think his – and talking to him after the game, he kind of said, we just thought we had to get some points out, out of that turnover. I mean, we just had to get something. And and But he but he did. He said, hey, when you doink one, you, you're thinking. And we've had problems. So the whole time – like kind of oh one eye one eye shut one eye open kind of looking at it but uh, give uh give the kicker credit he knocked her through and pirates were pretty much on their way and one of holden Ayler's best performances was talking to justin bear as he was about to go on your show earlier today and he said was that holden's best performance what was he 30 or 36 yeah. turnover free uh his receivers were making plays for him that was great to see, but uh, what makes energy in a building? And it was a party at Dowdy Ficklin the other night is, is defense and being able to get up on third down, those turnovers. That that really gets the place hopping, and uh, kudos to really all sides of the ball the other night. But it was just a fun night at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. And Jairo Wilson named today as the Americans' defensive player of the week. He had the interception, and he had the – I guess that's considered a fumble recovery. The ball got popped out, and he, he's – It was a wild he, play. He, he one. It. it was wild. And he uh, was Johnny on the spot and got it right there, the former Northside Jacksonville Monarch. And he's had, he's had a nice year. And it wasn't quite Julius Wood or Malik Fleming had another good return. But, man, when these Pirates get the ball, they're looking to score oh, yeah. on defense yeah. every time. It's fun to see. And coaches, Hank Blake Harrell said the same thing. Say, hey, we work on that all the time. When you turn defense and offense, and those guys, they get a chance to do it, and they're going to go to it. Uh, did you he, talk to Gus Malzahn after? Did you have a press conference with him or just no. the ECU side? Yeah, okay. And that's the the worst part about football is that you know the, the the two press conferences are so far apart you can't do both and it's just it's physically impossible because and that's at every college football stadium so the only way to do it is really if you have two photographers have one and one one on the other so you can get some comments sometimes you know if if zach maskovich had come to the game we would have probably worked with him and gotten mouths and i'd like to have had that sometimes we overlook that but that's a good part of the story the opposing coach and a lot of times we try to make arrangements you know if you get a name coach that comes in that people know about 
Well, you couldn't get Zach to work when he was here. You can't get him to I work can't now. Get him, yeah. It's just a no, man. He's good just guy. kidding, Zach. Just, <laughs> and he did say to tell you hello if he hasn't oh, good. talked to you yeah. uh, when he I came. I talked to him a little week. bit last week, and he sent a, he sent us some video, and we sent him some too. So, uh, but that, that was a uh, at, uh, we were saying the other night, Bailey. We love to cliche and uh, kind of label everything. Statement win, signature win. What was that win for Mike Houston the other night? What do you I, call it? I, you know, if he just won the football game, you know, I think it's it would be designated differently but the way they wanted they were so dominating i think you almost have to you call it a signature win i mean i think that's one that if if this because this season that you know and i'm guilty of it too fans are guilty of it i'm guilty of it you know you look at the schedule and and you know two weeks ago you're like well probably not gonna beat ucf they're good probably not gonna beat byu because you're judging things on the last time you saw well, coming Carolina. off Tulane, not a lot of people had right. hopes about memphis right right so. i mean yeah and then and then in the Memphis game you're down seventeen nothing. <laughs> so you're like, holy moly, what's you know not what? only a game over, season over. Right. Everything's over. <laughs> and I think back last year, you know, you're down 17 in Mar- at Marshall in Huntington, West Virginia. Luckily, it wasn't cold that night because it can get cold in Huntington. But, but yeah, you're up there and you're down 17 in the fourth quarter and the Pirates rallied, you know, got the win and that turned that season around. I think the Memphis, you know, you win a game in four overtimes. That was, that was just nuts. I mean, that was, I'll never forget that game as Coach Houston said the same thing. And then he, he said it after, we'll never forget this UCF game because, well, you know, we played so well. If Houston broke memphis in that uh comeback before they got here then we just disassembled them and smothered or whatever because they went out they were down what 28 nothing to Tulane. i think it might have been 35 nothing. 35 nothing and, and made it somewhat it, it respectable but right. uh they are going in opposite direction right now and those those uh games like that four overtimes and everything that can change a season that can change your whole vibe and that's the one thing that uh, i don't like about the overtime rules with the two-point conversions because so much is on the line but i do understand you know i've tried to look at it with the coaches and i agree with them too you can't have those guys playing that many snaps because you got more games to play and the more snaps they play in maybe they're a little tired and maybe that's when that knee goes and then they're out for the year so you've got to keep an eye on all that Brian Bailey joining us. He'll be in Provo, Utah. Stopped by my parents yesterday, and my dad asked a question, and I need to know the answer to this as the host uh, here at Pirate Radio. What's going on with BYU? Like, I looked at them early this year. They're top 25. They were, at one point, I said the toughest game on ECU schedule going out to Provo. Still a tough game. But, man, they just got smacked by Liberty. They uh, have fallen, you know, from way out of the top 25. So, uh, have you looked at them at all, Bailey? What's going on with these Cougars? No, I, I saw the score pop up during the uh, Liberty game, and I was like, oh, man, that's just nuts. And they just they just got throttled against Liberty. I think it's the byproduct of having a very difficult schedule. Yeah. Maybe they've had some injuries. I mean, they were playing Arkansas a couple weeks ago. They play everybody. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they've had a great, great schedule. And Coach Houston said today at his press conference that they expect over 60,000 for the game lavelle edwards stadium used to be called cougar stadium saw a picture of it on, on the internet now i'm looking forward to going because all the mountains were in the background and it was uh, really did you not go last uh, time no i didn't go last time okay. uh, i've never been been to uh to provo so provo but, utah so. they played a shootout there uh blake kemp and uh their qb putting up a lot of numbers i think it was uh wasn't it Taysom hill was out so they play i think tanner mangum was their quarterback when uh if i remember correctly that may be right 
but uh that played a great game scotty montgomery beat byu here uh, yeah, a few years that. ago Let's talk about signature wins <laughs> yeah that might have been his they were really down at the time but now bailey man how about this new kind of outlook on pirate football now you're going for win six yeah. here with plenty left to play so it just uh, everything can can change in a snap it really can and it's it's kind of the magic of football and the magic of a season because you know as we said we're all guilty of looking at it and you think this game's winnable this game and, and i'll tell you this now a lot of people keep saying temple that's an easy win that is not an easy win i don't care how bad temple is you got to go to philadelphia you got to create your own noise you know i mean you can go up there ask shane card and ask, ask yeah. a really good pirate football team and if i'm like houston i may show them that tape yeah say look these guys these guys won a bunch of football games for east carolina university and they went up there to temple and, and you know these guys are ranked whatever we were ranked in the nation uh going to temple yeah. and and lost that game yeah and we're thinking about uh we're thinking about the college football playoff poll because we're up there and uh it can happen to, to anybody yeah uh brian bailey joining us inside the pirate radio studio speaking of showing players things did you see uh so the yankees are donezo they lose to the astros last night did you see where they're they have a mental coach which i guess is popular amongst uh pro sports teams wnct needs a mental coach to talk to you wnct certainly needs a mental coach (laughs) so aaron boone said that chad bowling the yankees mental skills coach to get them ready when they're down 0-3 in their series was sending around highlight videos of the 2004 red sox because they came back from a 3-0 deficit uh they also had david ortiz facetime into uh aaron boone's office pregame i i get what they're doing here but they're showing the players videos of the yankees losing yeah pinstripe uniforms losing I think to they, a team i think they lost the uh the idea there. i think their mental skills coach should go see a mental skills coach i think their mental skills coach <laughs> needs to check his uh that was the weirdest thing yeah. i ever saw what if like they that and i now you can pick on me but like so let's say washington actually beat dallas and beat them pretty right. good a few times and like, hey, we're going to show you videos of the Redskins just crushing the Cowboys. Like, I don't. What are you trying to get at? I get it, but like, man, yeah, that's kind of odd. That, that, that's that's. I, I see what he's trying to do. You're, you're never out of it, but there's got to be something. Can you use another example? Right. It's got to be. It's got to be something out there that's a better example than that because i remember when that happened and it was it was crushing for the yankees that was something man uh and that was before it got really annoying with red sox fans like you didn't see many boston hats and after that everybody's wearing a boston but and that was before social media you know social media takes everything to a different level yeah but man david ortiz and that crew uh were super clutch how about phillies and astros world series i still think they're both in the national league so i can't get behind it i mean wow yeah. yeah But uh, so when you when you know, when I say Houston Astros, who's the first player that comes to mind for you? Uh, Houston. Um, I want to think of one of the Alou brothers. Why did I say that? I don't know. I, no one Ryan. No well, one Ryan. Voices so. Alou played there, but you're talking about what Felipe or something? Yeah, I think two. Way back, no, no one Ryan would probably yeah. be the one I was thinking. I was of. thinking Bagwell, Biggio. That was '90s. Yeah, you're going back. 70s, I was going 80s. back when I was when I was a kid, and I was. But you know, you think of if you just said, "What do you think of?" And you think of Houston Astros. I would think Dodgers because Dodgers Astros and National League West. I mean, that's that's just what I was brought up with. But yeah, it's not that way. And anymore. old Astrodome. Yeah, you ever Astrodome. go to the Astrodome? Didn't ECU play? Uh what? Didn't they close the Astrodome? I think so. I the, feel like you told me that. The, <laughs> yeah, well, I made that story up. 
that, wasn't that the galleryfurniture.com? I think so. There? Yeah, yeah, that was in the Astrodome. That was kind of cool. Yeah, and I've, I've been to it. I went to the Super Bowl in Houston that year that the Panthers and the Patriots played, and the Astrodome was right there. It wasn't in the Astrodome, oh, right. obviously, but it was near there. We got a chance to walk through there. Bailey, uh, NFC beast. How about that? Washington. Bailey, how about Man. this guy? He's going to let Washington have a seat at the table. I'm telling you. We got the little kitty chair, but we're at the table right now, buddy. But you, you know, Two in a row. And this is going to hurt your feelings a little bit, I heard. But uh, one of the great lines was, if anybody's in one of those survivor pools, they're just going to take over the Panthers play. <laughs> And I thought, why? yeah, we're talking. Why would you say that right now? I know. I'm sorry. But I just think, think that, that that made so much sense. Who would have thought that the Panthers would beat anybody this year? They're so bad. And that one pass that Tampa threw to Mike Evans, he had money on the Panthers. Well, did you see after the game? <laughs> this is real. Did you see Mike Evans signing autographs for the referee? I saw that. That's kind of it looked like too. a skit. It looked like Saturday Night Live. I, know. I, I guess it was real. I thought it was a skit as well. I thought somebody made that up, but that was kind of... Apparently, it's real. Yeah, we lost yeah. a lot of money yesterday. Uh, myself, Tony... Well, Tony's going to be angry when he gets in here uh, Thursday because he wanted to take the uh, Patriots tonight. Wow. And me, Troy, and Jonathan talked him into the Bucks yesterday. How do you not? I mean, I, I looked at it. I, I felt bad for you guys, but I'm thinking, like, you got Tom Brady. Tampa Bay needs to win the game. The Panthers are playing for absolutely nothing. They, they lost their running back this week. They're on their fourth quarterback of the year, I think. I don't know how it happened. I still I always go with that phrase, too. They need to win. They got to win. I remember talking to uh, former ECU wide receiver Philip Henry, and he used to get on me about that phrase. I would say, well, Philip, they got to win this game. He was like, what do you mean got to? Like, they got players playing, and so does this team, right? Why do they got to win? And I'm like, I know what you mean, Philip, but they got to win this game. He's like, no, no, ain't no got. Like, they're going to play the game and see what happens. So sometimes that got to, need to, uh, doesn't matter, Bailey. It didn't matter yesterday uh, because uh, what's the coach's name? Uh, Chandler Steve uh, Wilkes. Steve Wilkes. He he got to win. He, he was uh, – they were fired up. I love seeing that stuff, too. The locker room when you, oh, yeah. you got an interim coach. They rally around him. Tepper gives them the game ball, all that. Uh, hey, he could he could coach himself into a nice payday. Yeah. Because we, we've seen that Tepper needs <laughs> some money. And you know who's going to hate it is the Panthers fans for blowing a high draft pick. They're going to like yeah. win some games, not go to the playoffs, and be right there in the middle, which I can it, certainly it, relate it, to. It all goes back to that the movie, Any Given Sunday. Yeah. And that's so true in the NFL. I don't know how anybody can gamble on the nfl and make money because it's just it, nothing makes sense well the lions outplayed the cowboys for the most part and dallas ends up winning 24 to 6 and it it just i don't know how some of those game scores and some of the scores you, you kind of look at them like hmm, how that happened but it's impossible to bet on those nfl games unless you bet against the broncos that is the surest thing going right Evidently, now because yeah. they are awful Absolutely, and they're terrible. on national TV every time you look, and you got to watch them. Uh, I think good news. I think they play in one of those nine AM games on Sunday, so yeah. a lot of us will miss it. <laughs> so we won't have Sleep to see through it. it. Uh, okay, well, I won't even talk about the NFC East and your Cowboys then. Oh, I, I was going to come back to that. No, let's, let's talk about Taylor Heineke knocking I know, off the former Monarch Heineke, greater Monarch. than Rogers. That was that was crazy because because Aaron Rodgers just looks like he's just off. I mean, he just looks like all of a sudden he went from from thirty seven to fifty seven. <laughs> he did he the like, hair and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's like he's gray and he's old and grouchy and can't find a receiver. And 
I mean, some of those plays they ran, he was just flipping it out to anybody to be out there, and it's just Aaron Rodgers, Gray, and uh, and Grouchy, Brian Bailey, White, and Jolly. Be like yeah, Bailey. Jolly. <laughs> but you know what's funny about this white head? I don't even think about. It. I always say that I have dark hair. I always say, tell you my driver's license story. Yeah. I've, I've told you that, right? The driver's yeah. license story that it does say brown hair on my driver's license because <laughs> the lady said, "What color hair do you want to be?" And she stamped it brown. You identify as that. A brown-haired man. But <laughs> if you think about it, so I, I have my black coat on, my black pants on. It's you know, blackout. I'm, I'm all fired up. And, and, and I have like two uh, – Perry Alexander got an intern for me years ago. Well, he says he worked for us. I think he interned. But anyway, he sends me a picture of me standing on the sideline and goes, hey, didn't you get the memo? It's a blackout. Those, that white hair stands out. I'm like, come on. Randy Phillips from the top of the press box goes, hey, Bailey, I knew it was you because everybody else has black on, but you got that white hair. I, I said like, it the other day. Bailey's white helmet ain't cursed. Yeah. He's walking around That's with right. it every day. I got it every day. Proud of it. Yep. There you go. Good stuff, BB. Uh, so, yeah, you got uh, Ken Watlington, Garrett Short, the folks chipping in for you uh, yep. Friday night. Ken Watlington will host Touchdown Friday last week of the regular season. Uh, unless things Man. change, we're going to do JP2 and Parrot Academy as our Touchdown Friday game of the week. So that's a, for a conference championship. JP2 so undefeated. Undefeated on the year. We've got them ranked as high. They may be ranked as high as fifth in our Touchdown Friday top nine this week because – you know what we try to do with the top nine is we take records and then we try to see who which team could beat which team but it's kind of unfair because you know jp2's playing eight man for the most part they have played some 11 man but uh you can't knock them they're playing who they they play and they keep winning so i i, I love watching them play over there i asked north the other night i'll ask you i mean new Bern is the beast of the east oh. is this new Bern team a uh state championship level team i i think i think they're close i think the only problem they're going to run into is if some defensive coordinator comes out and puts nine and ten in the box and says you know what you're not going to throw it man you're not going to run it so let's see how you do yeah. because they can run it they run it really really well but if you put you know you're trying to block nine or ten it's going to be a little more difficult have you looked at that record uh, it's early in the week bailey and then your your mind's on provo but do you know like playoff implications for this week are there really key games yeah, there are a couple, like up. Havelock Rose is key because, you know, the winner there will be the top seed from the 3A part so of seeding and, stuff, and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, I'm just not sure how far it goes down. You know, you know if, if you know, Conley has South Central, Conley should win that game. Uh, South Central is really, really struggling with their football program right now. They had you know, a coaching yeah. change during the season, and uh, but, but Conley should take care of business there. But hopefully we'll get as many teams as we can <laughs> into the uh, – into the fray and also i love this too you've been around forever you guys the coaches i could ask you about playoff seedings and stuff and you have no clue because yeah. the way it the way they settle it right and the funny part is after they they settle it then you ask the coaches say well, why are you a three you tell me right you know, <laughs> we did this we did this this and this you know yeah. some states have different formulas but you know north carolina is always you know what they used to do when i first got down here they would say the the number one team from the big carolina 3a 4a would take on the number three team from such and such and so you knew you were slotted into those you know things but they don't do that anymore bb we'll talk to you uh we'll see you out wednesday night Minji's coliseum yeah that'd be fun Minji's madness Minji's madness seven o'clock it's gonna run about an hour gonna be some contests and things i think it'll be a good time we're gonna introduce you to the men's and to the women's basketball programs and uh, i think it'll be fun go out 
out there, and then we'll push sports trivia to eight thirty. Come out, and play some sports trivia. I may with us. come by and see you. Come guys. on, BB. I may do that. And uh, great Brian Bailey show. Alex Ketty on talking yeah. some uh, she, nil. She did a great job too. She's a sweet girl, and she did a great job. And that's a lot of pressure, you know. You think about what you because if if you don't do something right and compliance and all that stuff, then guess what? The penalty is it comes from the NCAA. So. Yeah, and the that's, players out, and then everybody's angry, and right. you're the one who may angry. Exactly. That's a lot of pressure there. She did a great job though. And don't listen to the Justin Bear interview. We'll talk to him tomorrow yeah, on our right. show. We'll have double Justin uh, yeah. on BB. Justin's coming up. And uh, Tuesday on Pirate Radio Live. Thanks, Brian. All Enjoyed right. it, man. Got it. Take a break. Come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. Cliff Goblin joining us at 5 o'clock. Stick around for that. More to go after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show welcome back do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties are you curious about the current real estate market or do you need a property manager for rental houses ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has answers. Give him a call today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Thank you, Shirley. Welcome back into the program. Two is back. Looks like they had a punt fest in the second half last night. I'm glad that I watched the first half because evidently nothing happened in the second half and I went to bed. So, uh, you know. But uh-huh. Tua looked good. He even took a hit and I was collectively holding my breath like everybody else. But he seemed okay. So, he looked sharp. I, I can't, you know, I can't really uh, complain too much. And, of course, we had to take on a depleted Steelers team, but I'll take it. I uh, watched three episodes of House of the Dragon last night, catching up, and I've got two to watch tonight. I don't plan on watching any of Patriots Bears. No interest in that one. So I'll uh, finish out season one of House of the Dragon on uh, HBO Max. So looking forward to that. Chandler's team picking up a win on Sunday over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My commanders knocking off the Packers in another wild NFL Sunday uh might recap that before we get out of here on this monday uh but right now we'll hear more of mike houston so the team is uh practicing and guess what helmets they're wearing you can check out pirate radio social media uh sites to see this i'm looking at it right now on twitter at pr 927 fm east carolina is practicing in the white lids with the script pirates and the old gold stripe down the middle the helmets they wore homecoming against memphis so uh they are wearing those on the practice field i'm guessing byu is going to wear home blue so do the pirates go with a uh a white look and perhaps a white helmet on friday we shall see and uh i know a lot of people really like those uniforms they were hoping that they would have you know have them come back you know in the next year or so looks like we might be seeing at least the helmet coming up this week uh when the pirates face off against the cougars Oh, man. LZD is early this week. Huh? LZD on YouTube. 
says i have to do it because we've won every time i've done it multiple choice uh, multiple choice question time uh what's the uh the line he says a byu covers b byu doesn't cover but wins the game c pirates win it outright and go bowling wow how about that one went away from bowl eligibility didn't it come out as uh i think byu minus two and a half minus three right now it is sitting at byu minus three hmm. it's too early in the week lcd and i know we're a day pushed up but can i get back to you on that ask us the same question thursday or wednesday when we do our like middle of the week upset picks upset picks or we we usually do our middle of the week vibe check vibe check wednesday vibe check um but no thank you for the question in fact your question was referenced uh on the fifth quarter the other night by our buddy rod in wilmington who said i know uh he had that multiple choice and uh i know you picked ucf and you had that other fella in there i was reminded by a lot of people uh saturday that i picked ucf to win that game not a whole lot of people uh, i hadn't heard from any like pirate football players or coaches or people who got on me about that when i picked ecu to beat navy and navy won like what happened that game i was gonna say that's the first time you've been wrong this year when picking against the pirates that is true so um i don't know where i'm gonna go with this one i got a, a decent pirate feeling right now at this moment but uh i would like to ask for a few more days before i make my selection but um thank you lcd for that let's hear from mike houston maybe this will sway me one way or the other uh let's see mike houston uh talked about the 24-hour rule being in, uh, in effect the challenge a long road trip presents cut to well i mean that's i went ahead and i mean i addressed every everything with this uh game yesterday with the team when we met uh, yesterday afternoon and uh you know obviously you gotta you gotta try to take the momentum from saturday night with just the positive you know you've won two games in a row uh both conference opponents at home uh so you try to take that momentum with you uh, I think the players are very motivated to kind of, you know, keep this thing on a roll. Uh, but it is, it, it is a challenge. Um, you know, we've got to really maximize the front end of this week. And for the players, you know, I've stressed to them, you know, they've got to get a good night's sleep. Um, you know, hopefully they took advantage of that last night. We got them out of here a little bit earlier last night uh, so that they had a little bit more free time to just, you know, get, get themselves recovered, uh, do a great job with, you know, just taking care of their bodies here on the front end of the week. Uh, we'll do our heavy work today and tomorrow uh, and really try to, you know, be fresh going into the game Friday night. So uh, it's just, you know, a lot, of, a lot of stress on the coaches right now because you're losing 24 hours. So, uh, you know, there's not going to be a whole lot of sleep here at the beginning of the week. You know, they can catch up on the flight. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a challenge. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. I mean, that's it's, it's the way the schedule is. So you go get ready to play. All right. Um... I guess somebody asked about the winner's dinner, uh, and the Pirates have had a couple of those the last couple of weeks. And uh, let's hear about the evolution of the winner's dinner. Cut three. Well, you know, for us, it's the kind of the, the culmination of the previous week. And so, you know, we watch the film from previous night's game. Uh, Sunday when we get in here in the afternoon, uh, we have our workout on the field, which was pretty short yesterday. Uh, and then the winner's dinner is a meal together. So, you know, uh, on, a, on a weekend when we don't uh, come out on top, you know, the players just have a, a training table meal 
but with winner's dinner, you have the, the coaches, the coaches' families, our kids, the players, uh, and it's just a real you know positive, energetic uh, deal. Uh, you know, everybody you know has the time to kind of you know talk to each other and catch up. So it's a it's a great way to celebrate a successful week, and uh, so it's something that uh, you know I started uh, a couple of schools ago, uh, and it's something that I think is important to kind of you know foster that family atmosphere with with everyone, and it gets a chance for the families to see the players and the players to see the families. So that's a positive. All right, uh, Mike P on Facebook says, "Clip, please doubting pirate football like you did pirate baseball. That worked out. Thank you for your service." I would like – let me point something out real quick. I've got one of the longest winning streaks going of all time, and that's predicting that East Carolina won't make the NCAA men's basketball tournament. I mean, I've had that one going for like 20-plus years now. So if we're going to talk about my, my my misses, let's hit. Let's talk about my hits. This is, like, uh, this is like the game of baseball. If I'm a 300 hitter, put me up 350, 400, I'm a Hall of Famer. And um, – I've had ECU missing the NCAA tournament in basketball for decades now. That's a streak nobody talks about. Give me some credit for that. That's just, that's good picking on my part. Uh, Matt says, BYU does not have the defense to win this game. All right, well, let's not even play it. Let's not even show up Friday. It's over. Pirates win. Paint it purple. Cancel flight plans. Cancel it. Cancel hotel bookings. They don't have the defense to win this game. Look, Matt, you might have watched BYU more than me. You might be right. Uh, But I am not ready to say BYU cannot win this game. You just hope that instead of being the hungry dog that's lost three in a row, they are the beaten down dog. Can we still use those terms in 2022? Can we say this game's going to be a dogfight? Dogfighting is looked down upon. Yeah, let's not say that. <laughs> There's more than one way to skin a cat, Chandler. <laughs> Whoa! Not to beat a dead horse. <laughs> Boy, we really hate our animals with the old cliches, don't we? Now, I know... Dogfight, cat, skin, dead horse. Gosh, disgusting. <laughs> the cruelty. <laughs> Running around with a chicken with his head cut, cut off. off. Good God, what were we doing back in the day? <laughs> um, hey, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. You hope this is a beat-down dog instead of a hungry dog. Three instead straight dog losses uh, for the BYU Cougars. Um, Scott says BYU is going to be a little pissed. They're going to be a little salty, Daddy. Be, look a little salty. Yeah, look a little salty, Daddy. You look a little salty. Good hearing from him the other night. Uh, was it? Just kidding. I like Captain Bill. I mean, it was all right. <laughs> Thanks, Molly. <laughs> I like Was that him. supposed to be fun? <laughs> <laughs> if Molly's actually listening, that's what he was thinking when uh, he said that, when yeah. we talk about him when he's not here. Was that supposed to be funny? <laughs> Um, Does anyone really care? <laughs> he said BYU. Scott says BYU is going to be pissed because they've lost three in a row. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you can be pissed all you want. Does it matter? There's a lot of teams that are angry because they have lost three in a row. Can they well, do? Can they do something about it? That is the question. That's going to be the loudest and this atmosphere there at BYU. Toughest. Is, is uh, what, the, what road trips have we made this year, Chan? Man. We've had at Tulane. Tulane. We've had at South, South Florida, Florida, which was in Boca Raton, and 
Well, that, we had four straight home games, and then we just had our fifth home. Uh, well, we got to get to five road games, so we're going to have this one. We're going to have Cincinnati and Temple. Yeah, so this will be our third road game of the year. Wow. Wow. Holy cow. But anyway. Stop the presses. So this will be, by far, the toughest atmosphere East Carolina's face. It will be the toughest atmosphere, the loudest atmosphere with the sober, the most sober fans. <laughs> All true. All facts. Ed says, let's have Britney Spears as an ECU cheerleader. What is she doing with her what life? What is she doing with her life? Why would they do that? Who? Spears. Spears. Shout out to Mike Patrick. By the way, uh, Britney Spears yeah. <laughs> with some uh, she'd be, weird she'd, Twitter tweeting the other she'd day. She'd be naked online. She'd be naked. That's what Mike. That's what she's doing with her uh, with her life. What is she doing with her life? Uh, thank you for that. Getting us off track with the Britney Spears talk today. Uh, one more. A lot of times, young running backs can't get in the game when they have talent because they can't pass protect. Marlon Gunn, not one of those guys. Mike Hughes was asked if he's had a freshman block as well at running back as Marlon Gunn. Cut four. Well, I, I don't, I don't know if I've had one uh, that does, does or doesn't do as good a job as he's done. But I do think it's impressive uh, because most of the time, um, you have a freshman running back in there. They're going to blitz him. You know, they're going to force him to to hold up in protection. And I think Marlon's done a really good job. You know, he's a He's obviously you know, got a little bit of size to him and, and pretty strong, but his, his understanding of protections. Uh, and there were a couple of times, you know, Saturday night where it was something that looked, you know, looked one way pre-snap and, you know, turned into something else post-snap. He did a good job of adjusting. Uh, but I think that's been very impressive and, uh, you know, a big key to why he's getting to play so much. And, man, so many stars the other night. Holden Aylers was spectacular. C.J. Johnson, a monster game for him. Isaiah Winstead did his thing. Keaton Mitchell uh, found the end zone with an exclamation point. But we get a lot of calls about Marlon Gunn. We got a lot of gun show fans uh, after games. And and what a career he is in line for. And uh, we are – it was not always like this. And, and I know you remember, but – just to remind you, that long stretch of no 1,000-yard rushers between Ventavious Cooper and uh, Keaton Mitchell last year. And really, we would try to bring in uh, transfer running backs or, you know, try to try to hit – you know, we just had misses, I guess. And nothing could really come together. A lot of that speaks to the offensive line, the way Mike Houston's built it as well, as he wants to be a physical running team. But – you want to talk about the stable being full. Uh, they have done wonders in that running back room. And we're missing uh, one of the key guys, my guy, Rajay Harris. So uh, it's great to see what Marlon Gunn's been able to come in and do. And uh, hopefully Keaton Mitchell can stay healthy. Pirates need this off week next week. Uh, hopefully they can get through this one major injury free and take a breath. Because that is a lot of games before you get to your first bye. You're talking about being in November uh, before you finally get a bye an off week so pirates could definitely use that and we'll uh, utilize that coming up next week all right let's take a break we'll um, we return we'll wrap up hour number two a little bit more from mike houston uh maybe look at the weekend that was in college football peruse the top 25 hey we're off on saturday let's look at some uh, key matchups for this saturday what can we actually watch what did you do what was the term you just used peruse Peruse. I've never heard that before. Is that a word or did I make it up? No, that's a word. Thank you, Shirley. Shirley, we call her the human encyclopedia. 
No. The source. That's too funny. We're back after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. Call them today at 919-292-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, let's take a look at the polls, college football rankings here. I highlighted some games that could impact the college football playoff last week and i think all the teams involved won Uh, clemson beat syracuse tcu was the other they got by kansas state Uh, oh yeah oregon ucla ucla now has a loss oregon they got usc right and a pac-12 championship depending on what happens no they don't have usc uh, but they do have Utah left on the schedule. I don't know if Oregon can do enough. It depends on what happens around them. They are 6-1, and one, ranked 8th. But Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, Michigan remain undefeated, as does Clemson, who is sitting 5th right now. TCU, the other undefeated team in the top 10 at 7-0. and oh. Syracuse getting their first loss of the year. Cincinnati is ranked 20th in the AP poll. 19th in the coaches poll Tulane 23rd in the AP poll 24th in the coaches poll hey UCF where'd your votes go no votes in the AP poll and one sympathy vote a pity vote in the coaches poll one coach felt pity for what happened to them Saturday night at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium and uh, gave them a vote I think this is what Michael Winstead was talking about or referring to earlier uh, he was talking about college game day is still chewing on Rotten Crow after Saturday's show. Oh, I think yeah. they were saying that game day was going to be in Orlando. Lee Corso said that during the show. And Herbie said, oh, I haven't heard any. Yeah, I haven't like, heard that's that. That's news to me. Uh, so they uh, will not be going to Orlando for the homecoming game. Too bad, too sad. Uh, it'll be Cincinnati at UCF coming up on uh, on Saturday. Uh, looking at the games this week, let's see if we got any that impact. Uh, there's a good one, but it's at noon. I wish this was at night. Ohio State at Penn State. Put it on at night, baby. But that's going to be a nooner. And uh, be the Fox game. Happy Valley. It's on Big. It's on Big Fox. Chan man. The Big Fox. Uh, let's see other games. Undefeated TCU. Country Roads take me home yeah they got uh west virginia at noon on espn uh florida georgia is 3 30 on saturday oregon trying to climb back up uh after that early loss to georgia they are at cal oklahoma state just knocked off texas they take on kansas state how about wake forest back in the top 10 six and one man that game against clemson 
coulda, shoulda, that shootout against the Tigers. They'd have won that. They would be top five, six, seven right now with a uh, chance to get into the playoff. Uh, other games of note, Kentucky at Tennessee at 7 o'clock. USC is a big favorite uh, over Arizona. Michigan, Michigan State. That's the, the ABC game. That is gross. Ole Miss at A&M, not into it. So that's kind of a bummer. We got a Saturday off and uh, not many great games to watch. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But they'll, they'll, not great games on paper. There will be some great games. But there's there games going, are. and that's all that matters. What are you going to do on Saturday, Chandler? Oh, I'm going to relax. And yeah, enjoy. kick the old feet back. Yo, yeah. Kick baby. them up. Uh, I think I might head on home back to the uh, homeland. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I'm going to go and check out my dad's uh, seafood place. Yeah, yeah. Sit there at the bar, have some cold snacks. Hey, I like seafood. I see food and I eat it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like seafood. Was that supposed to be funny? Are you allergic to seafood? Every time I try it, it seems like it kind of upsets my stomach. So I don't know if that's an allergy. Does just, your dad got a good TV setup? Oh, yeah. I know as a sports guy, like your father is, yes. he's got to have the TVs properly That was placed. the number one priority, was to get TVs in there um, and make sure that they're always on sports channels. And I have been in there on some sports days, and it's an awesome atmosphere. Because be really, even if your food sucks, if you've got a good beverage uh, selection and a good TV setup, people will, uh, the, they will come. If you build it, they will come. You put the TVs in there, and yeah. the people will come. There you go. That's as uh, simple as that. All right, so that's what it looks like for uh, the upcoming college football weekend. NC State, Virginia Tech is Thursday night. Utah at Washington State Thursday night, and the Pirates will take on BYU coming up Friday night. 8 o'clock, we'll be with you 4 o'clock on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, and uh, then we will go live to Conley Football at 8 o'clock. As they play their uh, season, uh, regular season finale in South Central. And then we'll be back with you after ECU BYU for the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter calling show. That's crazy to think that this is the last regular season game. It seems like yesterday we were at Parker's, enjoying Parker's, and talking to the high school coaches uh, from around the area. Yeah. And just like that, it's gone. And now it's playoff time. We got uh, Cliff Godwin coming up. I want to play Justin and Newburn's call again. Maybe we'll play it when Cliff's here because Cliff, as a pirate, would really, I think, enjoy that call. Yeah. So we'll do that. He's in the building. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live, the head ball coach of the East Carolina baseball pirates, Cliff Godwin, will join us. They got a big weekend on tap and coming off a uh, weekend where they played some baseball against Clemson. So we'll, uh, we'll discuss all that, talk some fall ball. And more with the skipper, Cliff Guy, when he joins us when we return on Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. 
At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. They will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Cliff Brock here with the head baseball coach of the Pirates, Cliff Godwin, joining us here today in studio. Coach, great to see you. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks, Cliff, for yes, having sir. me. Appreciate and, uh, it. If you want to get a question into Coach Godwin, you can. Facebook, uh, YouTube, Twitter. Don't wait till March uh, and post it on a message board when he shouldn't have called the bunt. Do it now and uh, get it in while he's in a good mood. Uh, That's right. Because uh, the Pirates got some fall ball coming up. In fact, a couple opportunities to see the Pirates these next couple weekends. So we'll get into that. Uh, I want to start, uh, though, Coach, coming off a great win Saturday. We're maybe the best win in the Mike Houston era, uh, beating UCF. Best, best win in the Mike Houston era? Wow. You now, disagree? I'm not, I'm not, I just didn't think of it like that. Yeah. But, I mean, maybe. This is a big I, one. Yeah. I'm not saying it wasn't a big one. You just hadn't I mean, thought of it in I that way. I just hadn't thought way. of it in that way. Well, y'all are so week to week, you coaches. Like we we kind of look at it a little bit differently, I think. And also we try to label every dang thing we can, whether it's a player, a coach, a game. So yeah. we're calling it a signature win, coach. Well, and I think the week before was a signature win, just the way that they were able to win and fight hard at the end. And obviously it was a very long game. So longest game in ECU football history, that really? four overtime game. Wow uh so uh almost four hours out there at the park uh but man back-to-back great wins at home now they go out to provo and uh let's stay fired up coach i know you'll love this as a pirate uh this call the other night <laughs> from justin in newburn that uh everybody loves so shirley can we hit that real quick all right justin's up next in newburn hello justin clip it does warm my heart to watch us beat the crap out of them sorry SOBs from UCF. I ain't got to tell y'all this, but y'all know when Marcus Crandall got knocked out, it was a cheap shot. It was a dirty shot from UCF. So I do love to watch us beat UCF. If I'm not mistaken, this puts the all-time series at 11 to 9 Pirates. 11 to 10, isn't uh, it? Uh, it broke the tie. It broke yeah, the tie, Justin. Here we go. Last day, 11 to 10. I hope we don't ever play them again. Send them on to the Big 12. I don't want nothing to do with them. I hope they got to live with this for the rest of eternity. And I hope that crappy little erected-set aluminum stadium they got rust apart from all the tears from the UCF <laughs> Because I'm so sick of UCF. I don't want hear it, but don't let them fool you and think they're a good program. Let me tell you, in the last 20 years, they got just as many zero-win seasons as they do major bowl victories. I'm so sick of this bull crap about this space you, space you, yada, yada, yada. That space you methods is made up as the national championships. They used to be the Citroen Knots. More like the Citroen not going to win the national title or the conference title or nothing this year. And don't let me forget about you, Gus Malzahn. You started the week talking about how you don't like East North Carolina barbecue. Well, you know what, Gus? You ain't nothing but a yellow egg-sucking dog. And next week, in Provo, Utah, BYU, we are coming for you. I'm going to slap every cougar on that mountain. And we're bringing all the vices to you. I'm bringing coffee, and I'm bringing Pepsi, and I'm bringing beer and tequila and whiskey and more tequila and more whiskey and more beer. And Mike Houston and the Pirates are rolling 
in there and we're whooping from BYU tail. Go Pirates. That's how you go <laughs> the border. That's how it's done. There's uh, Justin in New Bern. <laughs> Justin in New Bern, coach. <clears throat> wow. Um, and he is available to speak to your team before the uh, season next year. A couple of thoughts on that. Number one, uh, very impressed with him not using any uh, cuss words in that whole rant. That was, point. that was That was very impressive. Um, and wow. I mean, the history that he just went through there with uh, the UCF Knights. Uh, I, I don't care about UCF enough to even know that kind of information. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed, but uh, some good comedy right there. He was fired up after yeah. uh, the win, and a lot of fans were. So that was uh, that was awesome to see. Another football note, Coach. I saw this from uh, Jared, uh, the old Pack the Jungle on Twitter. So East Carolina got a three-star uh, quarterback commit on Saturday. And I saw Jared tweet earlier today that uh, Raheem Jeter, thank you for helping us get him here, Coach. He was at the uh, Super Regional in wow. Greenville and had a blast. And that's pretty cool, right? Like you're, You can bring recruits into big football games and other events. And now we got uh, football recruits going to baseball games and it makes a difference. So that's, that's awesome to see. Well, if he didn't have a good time at the Super Regional, <laughs> something was wrong with him. But, uh, yeah, anytime you can be a part of just east carolina's fan base whether it be a pack football stadium a pack um you know Menji's coliseum or obviously clark Claire, i think is is important for all our sports so that's awesome i don't know you're a hoops guy coach and uh you were a Dooley fan just like we were and a lot of folks were but uh mike schwartz first year head uh, coach there in basketball uh Menji's madness coming up wednesday seven o'clock by the way folks but know you're ready for another season have you got to know uh coach schwartz at all yet i've met um mike uh one time very briefly talked to him on the phone in jj's car br- very briefly uh my dad he's allowed my dad to go to a couple practices and um if you know my dad he's uh, very critical about everybody especially me when i'm coaching but uh he is a Mike Schwartz fan already. Okay. He hasn't even coached a game yet. So, hey. That says I'm a lot, board. right? I'm on that board. That says a lot. Good deal. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like Coach Schwartz, too. And uh, he's going to work the guy's tails off. I know that much. So, they're going to be scrapping out there. Looking forward to some hoops. And now we got uh, some baseball to throw into the mix as well. East Carolina uh, coming off a uh, weekend scrimmage, exhibition. How do you word it, Coach? With uh, um, scrim- Scrimmage. I mean, I guess that's the NCAA term. But we're allowed to play two different opponent opponents in the fall um you know re- still still not real sure uh you know softball we always talk about title nine i think softball can play eight contests but baseball can only play two so little uh, reverse discrimination there maybe <laughs> I, I guess, hey i don't know uh i'm just messing yeah. but uh no we were able to drive down we left at 10 a.m on saturday went down to clemson um i actually got a chance to get on their field saturday night about 7 45 for about an hour and a half because they had the football game they played syracuse at noon there were still people tailgating um around the baseball stadium when we got to practice on saturday night and then mm. we played 15 innings yesterday um some good some things we need to work on we played the first nine inning game and we played the bottom half of the ninth inning even though we were behind and we lost the first game six to two and then we won the six inning game six to four but we pitched a lot of younger guys um and got a lot of position players in the game and um really pitched extremely well um and one inning we gave up four runs and we made some defensive mistakes but other than that i I thought it was a a quality day for us and we bust back last night and uh, today's an off day and they just lifted weights 
Uh, how did uh, Eric Backage look in the orange and purple? <laughs> a new look for him, right? Yeah, new look. I got a chance to just really see Eric and Nick a little bit of practice on Saturday night and then yesterday at the field. It was just a very quick trip. Uh, they had recruits in, and, of course, they're very busy. Lynn LeClaire came, which was awesome. awesome. Um, Coach Leggett was there, so we had to take a picture before the game yesterday with Lynn um, and all of us, so it was pretty, pretty awesome that she was there. And the weather was great. So while your uh, Pirate football team, folks, is out of town this weekend, they'll be playing Friday night at BYU. How about some uh, baseball at Clark LeClaire Stadium? And Coach can come out, uh, people can come out this weekend and see the Pirates on the field against a great opponent in the Virginia Cavaliers. And uh, the plan is to go at noon, right? What, what noon. can folks see out there? Yeah, noon. Um, we'll play 14 innings. Um, you know, we'll flip the scoreboard after seven, so kind of two seven-inning games. Uh, free admission. We will have concessions. Um, so it'll be a chance for everybody to get an early look at your East Carolina Pirates for the 2023 season and then the next weekend we have a purple gold world series friday saturday sunday and then after sunday's game um, which the loyal pirate fans know about we'll have a meet the pirates and a championship pennant that the marketing department is putting together and be able to get autographs from all your favorite players and um, it's just a really neat event that we've done for the past few years so excited about that and that'll wrap up our fall season and we'll get into lifting weights and strength conditioning and then before you know it the calendar will flip and clip will be complaining about how cold it is in the spring and we'll be playing uh, playing baseball yeah yeah that's me <laughs> talking about the weather huh i'm the weather guy so uh a pennant man that's kind of old school right there you used to yeah. love having pennants on the wall yeah and uh, a special ECU pennant, that's worth going right there, I think. Yeah, that's and it's, cool. uh, you know, poster material. I don't know exactly okay. you know, what you call it. It's not like a felt material right, right, right. Like that we the you old know, grew school, up yep. the old school. We tack it on up, the yeah, wall or whatever. it on the wall. But still, you know, our guys can sign it. Um, you know, 2022 AAC Conference champs, regional champions. So um, some memorabilia for all the fans. And I know kids love it to come out there and get all the guys' autographs. Cliff Godwin joining us. Uh, Coach, it's kind of a loaded question here, but what are the main objectives to fall ball? I guess it's different for the individuals, but like overall as a team, what are your objectives every year? Well, the number one thing is to get these the newcomers in um, to get just into our culture. And I know that's a very broad thing, but really to understand what the day-to-day is like and stress the academic piece and the attention to detail um becoming a family i know that's a lot of coach speak but that's the thing that has allowed us to sustain success um at the level we have done especially over the past four years specifically Uh, i know you guys have seen some of the tweets but you know i I don't say it to brag about myself I, i say it to brag on our program and what our guys have accomplished but to host four regionals in a row to be one of two teams in the entire country like Little old East Carolina, one of, you know, two teams, us and Stanford, and then, you know, one of four teams to uh, be a part of three Super Regionals. And, and no, we haven't, you know, done our ultimate goal or reached our ultimate goal and win a national championship, but we're knocking on the door and then what our guys do in the classroom. So uh, really special, and, and I'm just glad that the young guys can get in and the older guys like Hoover, Sailor, Spivey, and even a guy like Charlie Hodges and the older guys uh, just really do a great job of getting those guys 
um, cultivated into our family atmosphere. When is the week that uh, that everybody dreads? Is it the? Uh, <laughs> uh, but it brings them together. The mission, mission week. week. Yeah. When is that? That's right before uh, Thanksgiving. Okay. So um the guys it's a, the timing's a little bit different because the way our football schedule this year um is we're getting our championship rings um the last home football game against houston so sunday monday tuesday um they will do some some fun stuff some difficult stuff uh, you say everybody but connor norby wanted to make sure we did it in the fall of uh 20 because we were coming off the covid stuff and he wanted to make sure that our guys experienced it so we were still able to do it even in the fall of 20 um coming off the covid year so uh there's some things that are very challenging but there's also some things that the guys really enjoy yeah no doubt and uh everybody we've talked to coming out of it uh are certainly glad they went through it and and you you know it's you say it's hokey or whatever it really does bring the guys together as one well you got to go through strain man you know coach houston coach schwartz anybody would tell you that teams come together when you put them through stressful situations and you can see where the leadership comes from and um older guys pull the younger guys through and then once they get through it and that was the first thing coach leclerc did before our first winning season here at, at east carolina under him being the head coach was put us through an obstacle course and you get take a group of guys and they look at it to start with and go oh my goodness like are we going to be able to do this and when they get out on the other side they accomplish something that they probably didn't think they could and it just brings the the team unity a lot closer together and uh coach you you strive through adversity and struggles I, sometimes i think you set yourself up for them just so you can overcome those things <laughs> uh hey know. clip i i would take some easy streaks here it's been uh <laughs> You'll take it's, a few. i'll take a couple easy streaks it's been uh <laughs> You know, you look back and and people, you know, always see the success of any human being. But, you know, a year ago, Nico Agnos passes away. Um, We deal with losing one of our best players before the season starts. Uh, You go through and, you know, the Parker Bird situation, which he's been such an inspiration to our guys um, now. Um, Just being around our guys, you know, obviously he's not able to do some of the things physically that our guys are able to do, but he's in the dugout watching practice. So um, a lot of things that have happened to me specifically when you become a head coach, you never thought that would transpire. There was no uh, transcript or manual to go, hey, look, you you need to make sure you're prepared for this. And and these are really life lessons even for me. So I'm continuing to grow through all this as well. A little bit more than filling out a lineup and telling the guy when to go warm up, Coach. Uh, A little easier. Those things are a little bit easier. Uh, You mentioned uh, Parker Burr, and and man, we've all kind of followed his story from the outside. But uh, so is he? He's around the team. He's doing stuff with you guys. That's great to hear. Yep he uh, he comes to most practices and he sits in the dugout and he's very attentive and comes up and hits on his own and his dad sent me a picture of early saturday morning um you know uh i have a devotional with our send devotional to jeff parker's dad and parker every morning we just kind of go back and forth every morning and uh took a picture of parker in the cages his sister was actually helping him put balls on the tee and stuff early saturday morning so he does a lot of stuff on his own he's going over to kevin young's and working out he's working out with our strength coach uh uh, Dennis Wilson. So, um, like I said, been a huge inspiration to us just seeing him continue to just get after life and just in a great mood all the time. Man, that's awesome stuff. Talking to Cliff Godwin here inside the Pirate Radio studios. And, uh, 
Coach, uh, go through the roster a little bit with you, if you don't mind. Yep, and I'm going to tell you this, and I told uh, Jake Hunter, Mayor Beaker, and Ron McChrystal this last year. I said, I will never praise any freshmen that do well in the fall. Uh, <laughs> so you're going to get nothing out of me from newcomers. So to keep my word to those guys, sure. now sophomores. Uh, but, uh, yes. That's kind of fun. I mean, when we first got into this, we'd, we'd cover spring ball and we'd always have our for football and we'd have our spring darlings and their name would just kind of never come up during the fall so we kind of just stopped doing that kind of like you know so because well, you don't know and you know well it's funny uh i think alec burleson's in the lat to the last of my recollection the last guy like i told i go i was like hey man that guy's gonna be good and he was like who is alec burleson it was his freshman fall i'm like hey man that guy's gonna hit in our three hole and he did in his freshman year but he had appendicitis and some other thing and he was also pitching for us but he was uh obviously a very good player for us and then i look back last fall and i, I told jc that i pulled out an old chart he was hitting 10th on one of the teams <laughs> last fall yeah and the guy's hitting in the middle of our lineup in the spring so you're talking about split squad he's hitting you know ninth or tenth yeah and then hitting the middle of our lineup so the fall yeah you can evaluate some things but i think a lot of things still were you know left uh you know out to for guys how they react to playing different competition and all that good stuff yeah i was gonna say like how can you put your finger on how those things happen in baseball like we always hear about hot streaks cold streaks this guy he's got to switch a few things like what why does that always come up in the game of baseball coach <laughs> if you knew you could fix it right but yeah. it's one of those things well and even back when you know, i was playing here at uh east carolina we would have run jokes of guys being fall americans <laughs> fall americans, fall americans. And I can tell you this, I never hit good in the fall. And I don't really know why it wasn't like my swing was a lot better right. in the spring. It just was, um, you know, some guys rise to the occasion when the different uniform and then some guys, you know, kind of tense up. And that's the one good thing about being able to play outside competition in the fall. You kind of see how guys react. And I thought our younger guys yesterday um, not yesterday yeah yesterday i'm sorry i get my days confused but yesterday did a good job of just competing like we were scrimmaging so that's a good thing all right let's uh man a lot of familiar names on this team jacob jenkins coward was awesome to watch last year just at the plate and just seemed so fun and i yeah. uh, really became a fan favorite early on uh lane hoover i mean you've got a ton of guys starling uh who we saw at second base last year moylan and amac uh, a lot of returners who are uh, in the lineup, Coach. And uh, I don't know, what do you want to see from those guys that are coming back? You mentioned getting the new faces kind of ingrained into the culture. What is the expectation for those guys who have been there, you know, every day of the season? What, what do you want to see from them? To continue to be hungry and not, you know, rest on the championship teams that they've been a part of. Like I told the team the other day, I said, hey, look, our team hasn't done anything. You know, we're tweeting out all this positive stuff, but we haven't, this team, and that's part me as well. We haven't done anything. we got to stay hungry. And we're, you know, the last two weeks of fall practice, so we're like 75% done with fall practice. So this time of the year, especially for older guys at times, it can kind of drag. And, you know, when you're inter-squad and one another, it just the, the emotion and the competitiveness doesn't seem to be the same. But 
like, hey, we got to stay hungry, man. We got to continue to get better because um, if not, then we won't be the team that we can be. So that that's one thing for the older guys and to continue to focus on getting better. Um, Hoove's been tremendous. Look, he's gonna play for us in left field um you know that's one thing that i learned last year i was an idiot for not starting him in game two um of the season against bryant and uh but who've never missed a beat and showed up and came to practice the exact same way or prepared the same way uh jc is either going to play center field or right field he's actually a much better athlete than probably people give him credit for um he's a really good runner he's got a cannon from the outfield. Probably because he's so tall. He looks like he's too tall yeah, to be a great athlete. Yeah, maybe. yeah. but I mean, you're going to see him steal some bases. He's got a hose from the outfield. Um, and he's a leader, so you know, if you put a gun to my head right now, you know, might play center field for us because he just leads the situation. Uh, Carter Cunningham and Riley Johnson have done a good job in the outfield and, and they'll be in the mix in, in right field. Luke Nowak, who you didn't see a lot last year, had a really good summer. He had off-season surgery on his non-throwing shoulder, so he'll be back in the spring, but he can really run as well. Uh, AMAC looks like a big leaguer at third base. I mean, you guys saw the play made in the Man. Super Regional and just how he's played third base, and he's more confident in the way he carries himself. He's been swinging the bat great. Uh, shortstop's a question mark, as I'm sure everybody knows. And, um, you know, we have a few guys, but Connor Rasmussen is a freshman. Nate Christman's a freshman. You might see Jacob Starling over there. We've uh, put him over there. He actually played game two at shortstop. Um, and then Joey Brainy um, is in the mix at second base. First base, Josh Mullen, Cam Clonch. Um, Josh has swung the bat pretty good. Clonch is a great competitor. Behind the plate, I mean, look, we're – Ron McChrystal has done an unbelievable job of continuing to get better behind the plate. He's got the best arm I've ever coached behind the plate, and uh, he's really worked hard on his flexibility behind the plate. He's receiving and blocking really well. Justin Wilcoxon has continued to improve, and he's probably our best hitter right now. When I say hitter, not necessarily power hitter, but best professional hitter, puts together tough at-bats. He uh, drove in the, the runs yesterday in the second game uh, to help us win the game. He didn't play in game one, but he played in game two. And, you know, if we played tomorrow, he'd be our three-hole hitter. Um, so the guys have done a really good job. And there's a lot of young guys that are in the mix as well. But I, I like the way our guys have gone about our business positionally. Good to, and I know you don't want to talk a lot about younger guys. I do want to ask you about a Conley Viking, yeah. uh, Dixon Williams, who, uh, you know, just had an incredible prep career. How is he? Uh, and from what I've heard, from what I've seen, uh, seems like a very mature young man. We've actually had him on the show here uh, on Pirate Radio before. But how is he kind of mixed in with the, the older guys? Well, number one, he's a great student, so he's low maintenance for me academically. Good uh, he's got a chance to get a four zero. He's awesome. He is super athletic. I mean, is is comparable to Bryson um, as any player we've ever. Co- you just don't look like that as a freshman. Um, does he still need to learn how to play the game of baseball? Yes, of course. But he's a hard worker. I actually worked with him some hitting today and uh, just to fine tune some things. We've played him a lot at third base, but he can play third base. He can play second base. To be a big guy, actually moves really well. Uh, hence the comp with Bryson. He could play in the outfield as well. He's a left-handed hitter. He's got power. So his best days are definitely in front of him. Um, I I think you definitely will see him on the field in some capacity uh, a lot during the spring. Coach, uh, looking at some of the pitchers, I tweeted I had to find this tweet from last year because I love the the journey and seeing guys that – 
kind of go through that adversity you talked about. Carter Spivey in 2019 <laughs> made seven appearances for East Carolina, had a 19.5 ERA. 2022, he's the AAC Pitcher of the Year, and he's not the first to, to have this happen to him, but to see uh, his growth, and, and I know you like that too, right, Coach, seeing a guy grow as a turn into a young man, turn into a, a better baseball player, better student, better, you know, pirate, better whatever. Uh, but he was one of those big examples last year for you guys. Well, I can't say enough positive things about Carter Spivey. I mean, after the 21 season, we sat down and uh, he had graduated from East Carolina and could go anywhere. And, you know, I said, look, I'll help you go wherever you want to go. And he, uh, um, I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this. He looked at me and says, hey, coach, can I come back on no scholarship? And I, I kind of, paused and he's an out-of-state student and i looked at him and i said yes you can i said um this is the first time you've ever bet on yourself i said you just got to go pitch in the summer and he bet on himself he went out and pitched in the summer came back last fall and still wasn't uh as sharp as what you guys saw last spring and now i mean we just shut him down after last weekend he pitched on friday just from the workload that he had last year and early fall and look uh, if we play tomorrow he's gonna be in our rotation i don't know if he'll be in friday but he's gonna go into the rotation and he's done a, a great job and um there's others you know i mean lane hoover has had a broken collarbone and had to have surgery yeah. and um had his face shattered in um 2021 and is still out there just diving around and you know playing balls to the wall all the time so a lot of guys on our team and those are the guys that make me most proud because it hasn't necessarily been easy for him we've seen uh sailor in a number of different roles there's another guy who uh took whatever role you gave him and, and excelled in but how about uh, as far as starters uh coach right now that you're looking at who are you you're working there uh grows has looked the best he's ever looked so you know he'll definitely be in the mix um he'll actually start game one against uva um we actually shut him down he pitched in the summer we shut him down a little bit longer so he's it's taking him a little bit longer to build back up but he's looked really well um we talked about spivey already sailor he's not pitching this fall so sailor's kind of a swiss army knife he can do a lot of different things um i know his starting didn't go great last year but man he pitched tremendous force down the stretch and i think that was part of his maturity and um i I think if he had to start this year he could um wyatt lungsford shinkman started against uh clemson yesterday in game one pitched awesome was really good and we didn't help him out in the third inning that we gave up four runs we didn't play great defense behind him um you know uh the guy from a and um childress he hasn't um been healthy yet but he uh you know has the opportunity to go into the weekend rotation if he becomes healthy um eric ritchie and i'm going just down the, the roster now eric ritchie has made a huge jump and he's pitched great he redshirted last year left-handed pitcher uh, pitched really well yesterday uh, merrick beaker pitched good uh landing again pitched two and he struck out five um you know, he was in junior college last year came back to us and has done a good job um zach roots a freshman he started game two and and pitched fine for two innings and then kind of his freshman-ish came out in the third inning and we gave up a couple runs but he's done a good job Jaden winter jordan little um probably leaving somebody out but they've done a good job as as well so we have a chance you savage has not he's pitched one inning so far this fall you'll probably see him against uva um and we're still just kind of in limbo if we're going to start him or not but he's developed a 
cutter that's a real real out pitch um to go along with you know the 95 minor fastball and the good breaking ball so um and he's really worked hard so we got a lot of options and i told our team yesterday that uh the position players we got to pick our game up a little bit because we got a chance to have an elite pitching staff this year um just from a depth standpoint uh, do we have a gavin williams i don't know you know you savage probably is the closest thing to that but he could still be a bullpen guy and then maybe be a starter his junior year we just got to kind of figure that stuff out but uh, a lot of options um for sure and um but it's as much stuff and down there that we've ever had from uh just velocity and all speed pitches that's exciting stuff and man that depth uh, really shows through on those four game weeks five game weeks and then when you get in those tournament settings uh that's when uh, it really rises to the top. And well, we're, we're deeper than we were last spring. I can tell you that on the back. <laughs> All right, good to hear. <laughs> Cliff Gowen joining us. You mentioned Gavin there. You've mentioned Norby as well. How about their climb through the minor leagues and uh, kind of knocking on that big league door? And uh, how cool was it, Coach? I know you and uh, some of your uh, staff, your staff got to go see Burley, right? Yeah, just, you know, I thought, you know, in the middle of us, you know, working in the fall, trying to get there just to take the staff up there because we worked so hard to develop these guys and for Burley to be caught up to the big leagues you know uh, we're a very small part of it but it's very special to us and we were able to get BP passes from Mike Schilt um, who I have a relationship with even though he's not the Cardinal yeah yeah yeah, yeah. got so, fired as the manager yeah but, yeah but still cool he was able to, with his connections Good. to get us down the field I didn't want to ask Burley for it because I'm like the guy just got called up you yeah right hey, don't ask him who's this who's this guy yeah, think he is yeah. wanting all these passes yeah, yeah. so um, got the BP passes from Mike Schilt, but then Burley got us the, t- the tickets, the seats. So that was cool. And it was a quick trip, but we got to hang out with him on the field during BP and then spend some time, about 15, 20 minutes with him on the field after the game. Super proud of him. I actually talked to him today on the phone. And um, this is down the road. And I was like, hey, man, I want you to come back and speak at the banquet uh, this year. And uh, he was like, coach, I was like, dude you can do it for 10 minutes man you can come back so <laughs> he's agreed to do that and and we'll, we'll definitely get one other person but uh it's gonna be hard to tell cliff god would know he could pro- i mean yeah. Uh, yeah i mean but you know burley he he's he doesn't love nobody loves public speaking yeah. i don't think i don't think that's something that you know at least i don't love it all the time but um he's done great norby's done great gavin's done great all uh, three of those guys not a fan of speaking by the way that you just mentioned well burley's probably i don't know norby's getting some confidence to him so connor might be number one most likely to speak okay and then burley gavin's definitely last (laughs) gavin doesn't hey you know if i called him up and said hey you're speaking at the banquet he'd be like coach (laughs) (laughs) does this talking on the mound and uh yeah those guys uh should be starting uh spring training i would guess uh with the teams next year I would hope so. Close to the top, yeah. Yeah, yeah I would hope so. Um, you know, it's a business. You never yeah. know. I hate to, you know, put that kind of stuff on them, but that's True. the thing I try to educate them with is just put your head down and go to work, and um, you keep playing well, they're going to be forced to call you up. And you're going to put the best guys on the field for these guys. That It's about starting that clock and when you get their first contract. So they're looking at it from a money standpoint, almost more so sometimes than a talent standpoint in the big leagues. Well, everybody, you know, when Burley was swinging the bat so well yeah. and Triple, hey, when's Burley getting caught up? And I'm like, I, I, I don't know. And I, I tell, I would talk to Burley and go, hey, look, I'm getting that question by everybody I come in contact with. So I know you're getting it all the time. Look, just 
keep playing well, man, and then they'll they'll end up calling you up and fortunately that happened cliff godwin joining us a uh, big weekend coming up as the pirates and uva will have a scrimmage coming up saturday at noon they're going to play 14 innings free to get in concessions uh will be open yep that's right and uh hopefully uh we'll have some good crowds out there it was actually a pretty cr- good crowd the weather was great yesterday at clemson uh you know a few hundred people there um see some good baseball and um so hopefully we can get 500 maybe maybe six seven hundred out there um that'd be awesome man been some awesome crowds out there you think about the that super regional (laughs) coach that was uh, it's just tremendous man yeah i get it's hard to describe Uh, you can't describe it um you know, I think I might go back and rewatch some of it, to be honest with you, since you're, you're getting me all fired up right now, getting the juices flowing. But it's it's amazing when you think about how loud that place was and just the fans being on top of you. I mean, it is relentless energy in that place. No doubt. Can't wait. Ready for it. Ready to go. Uh, and we've got some fall ball coming up. Purple Gold World Series coming up a couple of weekends from now, November 4th through the 6th. When is the uh, – who are you going to have as your captains? Are you going to do a draft again Sailor this year? and Spivey. Since right. not, hey, neither one of those are pitching, so Sailor will be um, the coach or the manager for one team, and Spivey will be the manager um for the other teams so and to draft their teams you're a huge social media guy coach i know you're really into it and uh <laughs> but no the uh we love to see like the uh y'all do a great job with that uh but the draft and who goes to what team yeah. we love this. so that'll be coming out probably late next week mid next week it'll be mid next week okay. uh we need to get a couple practices in next week like monday tuesday and uh i told blake i was like we can't do the draft before because then they just don't practice <laughs> they just they shut it down they just start talking junk to one right. another oh, okay. it's just totally gotcha. check they they just check out from a practice standpoint good deal all right coach thanks for joining us man thanks for having me yes sir we'll check you out coming up this saturday uh, you can go to clark leclerc stadium and see east carolina take on virginia beginning at noon free entry so uh go out there and uh, see your baseball pirates Shirley, you want to uh, open up the booty bag give something away here on a monday let's do it Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, what do you want to give away, Shirley Rhodes? A $10 gift card to Familia. Oh, man. Familia. I had Familia Friday night. Uh, got the specialty pizza for just 12 bucks. a large pepperoni and onion, and it was awesome. Uh, what color are you looking for? I'm going to go with caller 7. All right, caller 7, 317-1250. We are back with more on Pirate Radio Live on a Monday after this. listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Uh, They provide a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients in eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Thanks to Cliff Godwin for joining us. 
How about some uh, scrimmage action this weekend with Virginia? Pirates and Cavaliers will begin at noon on Saturday. They're going to play 14 innings. Uh, They will have uh, concessions open and uh, free entry. So go check them out, Clark LeClaire Stadium. And then the following weekend, November 4th through the 6th, the Purple Gold World Series. So two chances, uh, two weekends, and plenty of chances to see the Pirates play some baseball coming up soon. I just saw this on uh, Twitter ben chase don't know who he is but he is uh doing the ultimate college football road trip this season he is attempting to break the road trip record for most college football games in a season uh he's trying to hit 70 games he has been to 34 and coming up this weekend thursday utah at washington state friday east carolina at byu saturday southern cal at arizona so he's got three games coming up including east carolina and byu i think i might uh i'm gonna shoot i'm gonna slide in his dms and see if he'll come on the show what do you think about that chandler hey ben i'm okay i'll I'll do it off the air (laughs) uh if you could go to ones if you could do this uh ben chase challenge thing here uh, and could go an entire season going to different games. What sport would you choose? What sport? Yeah. Um, so he's doing college football. I guess. Uh, let's see. NFL. I go to see the Bills and and experience their tailgating scenes. And you would hit every. Uh, if you did Thursday night, Sunday, Monday. You uh you could try to if it's uh if it's possible travel wise you could hit a lot of games that way yeah I just I don't know I I think college football is perfect to see the atmospheres no doubt about the it. stadiums college hoops would be fun but I think college football I know a lot of people uh, like to do the uh, like the MLB summer trip that would the, be me that would be you Shirley yeah. try to hit uh, you know every stadium in one single season that would be pretty incredible i'd love to go to fenway i'd love to see candlestick park you know stop in uh st louis wrigley field uh wrigley field would be a great one you know i would love to have seen the old fulton county stadium when it was you know well guess who did shirley your good friend clip rock saw it sounds a lot like kermit the frog i went early uh, in the 90s saw the braves take on the padres and the dodgers on tbs never got a chance to go to fulton county stadium and that was that was the stadium i grew up you know watching baseball in and uh you know but it would be cool to see all those different um ballparks just because i I, you know i'm a i'm a big baseball person so and uh you know you do college football too you could throw in some tailgates in there oh yeah who's that would uh, be my route who's got the best tailgates so there you go nfl will be fun too for the uh the tailgates i've been to a titans game and a, and a game titans. day and a game day in nashville is fun i'd like to observe a tailgate at an nfl like the bills mafia i would not like to participate just because of the experience i had in raleigh not too long ago when the bills played the uh, dolphins and I, our softball team that I play with on Sundays, mistakenly walked into a restaurant that was just crawling with Bills fans, and they were rather obnoxious. So I'd rather just pass on participating, but I'd like to observe it from a distance. Oh yeah, Charles says Candlestick is no more. Did you mean like? 
Oh, yeah. AT&T, or AT&T, you meant you wanted yeah. to go to the old candlestick? It, it would have been nice to go to the old candlestick, but AT&T. Great name, Candlestick I mean, Park. yeah. Why was it named that? I don't know. Somebody tell me that, Charles. Somebody. That's going to be tough hey, if you're asking. Be, that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough if you're asking me to look it up. Uh, let's hear from a big boy. I like hearing from the big boys. How about some Chandre Mims action? Let's do it. Uh, playing some good D-line for East Carolina. He met with the media earlier today. The Pirates D-lineman did. And here's what he had to say. It's your, I guess, first and only year at ECU as a grad transfer. What's this experience been like for you now? Oh, I definitely get rowdy and dowdy. Um, but it's just, I'm just happy to be back home. The atmosphere is just amazing. So I'm really just happy to be back in Eastern North Carolina. You played last year here as a you know, member of Charleston Southern. Like, what's it been like playing on the, the, the good side now, I guess you could say, uh, in, in, these, in front of these home fans? Um, it's been good because when we did play, when I was on the opposing side, I had to sign like 40-some tickets. So it's just happy like that I can invite all my family back here and be on the winning side because last team I was there really won't mean as much. And then it's just happy to be back here. So, uh, How do you feel that your role has kind of grown throughout the season? Um, I feel good about my role. Like, uh, seeing what I can do and like just get vertical and get pass rush and stuff, I feel like good. Because at first I had to learn the defense. Because the defense that I came from was very simple. And so here's more complex, and I'm just uh, setting my role here. You were almost playing, like, every snap at Charleston Southern. Here, like, y'all rotate yeah. all the time. So, like, how much does that help you as a player? Uh, it definitely is a big difference. I'm used to being out there all the time. But it's, like, more since I'm older in my body. So it's, like, I'm more, like, refreshed when I go out there. Like, I'm not worried about getting 70 snaps a game. Like, when I go in there, I know full throttle, full speed every play. There's a lot of young defensive linemen, and you're one of the older guys, even as a new guy. So have you tried to, to bring guys along like Chad and some of the other younger guys? Oh, definitely. They do. Like, they remind me of a young version of myself. I just try to, like, critique them on certain little things that I've been through when I was at their age and showing them the right routes and, like, just, like, tendencies to look at than what I look at. Like, if you're going to get off some stances or, like, what helped me to elevate my game. So I try to educate them. What do you see um, from BYU? Oh, there's some big guys, and they're older, and uh, they have more disciplined offensive line, but the preparation's still going to be the same. Playing in front of what should be a big crowd, is that something y'all can feed off of, even on the road, even though, you know, they're not cheering for you guys, yeah. per se, but is that, like, an environment you want to play in? Oh, definitely. You know, I'm back against the wall, everyone doubting it, so it's just always good to show up when everybody thinks you're not going to show up. CJ, your younger brother, true freshman, how, how is he handling uh, college football this far? Uh, it was kind of shaky at first because he just he used to being that dude. And I told him, like, your time is coming for sure. And, like, don't show no intimidation. Like, you're here for a reason. So I really just trying to tell him, like, stay positive and, like, just know your worth and, like, make sure you know, like, you're welcome here. Like, you, you like, because, you know, with the young guys, they understand, like, oh, man, they, they so much better. They're bigger. I'm like, bro, you're here for a reason. Like, you're good. And, like, just keep playing. Your time is coming for sure. Is that the toughest thing? Because, like, especially playing on the yeah. line, like, you guys develop. You're, you're a 50 or 60 year yeah. guy, maybe. Y'all develop, put in the time. Is that the toughest thing for CJ to kind of wait his time, I guess? Yeah, I feel like to wait your time and, like, just confidence. Like I tell them, just be consistent in what you do, too. So you can't have a bad day, good day. Like, you just got to be consistent in your work and just make sure, like, you stay on it. Because somebody else is always out grinding. So I just tell him to stay on his P's and Q's. What was that like for you, uh, maybe? 
Memphis game, get a couple sacks, you know, kind of feel like getting back to it a little bit. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm getting back to my mom. And then with CJ being out there, he's, like, always encouraging me. He'd be like, oh, yeah, bro, it's your time. It's your time. <laughs> so just having him always there in my ear, and it did feel good getting those sacks again. Your family being able to come to just one stadium to watch y'all play, have they enjoyed that too? Oh, definitely. And then we already we got four tickets apiece, so it's already eight right there. And then so mom dudes be ready. She bring her little T-shirts, and she bring the family with us, and we just be ready to go. Coach Twitch, when the boys make it yet? Oh, definitely, yeah. They definitely always get that little text before the game or after the game. All right, uh, Sean Dre Mims. Great to hear from him. Uh, maybe the first time this season uh, we've had a chance to hear from him and uh, playing some good football on that D-line. And it's so interchangeable. We're seeing stars uh, emerge in different games every week. And how about rocked up Rick DeBrew? getting out of the doghouse perhaps and uh making a lot of plays the other night jd lampley uh another pirate of the now and the future who's wreaking havoc up there on the d-line so great to see uh, that that's been a uh, strength for a strength for east carolina during this season all right let's hear uh let's hear one more shirley Rhodes. uh we have malik and who's the other remind me chad stevens chad stevens hadn't heard from him this year so let's hear from chad stevens another guy making plays on that defensive side of the ball let's hear from him chad big win on saturday man just just i guess how do you balance celebrating that but also getting ready for a quick turnaround yeah so um of course the game is friday so coach Houston has just been preaching um to get that win out of our system it was a great win a big win for the program but now we're focused on byu and trying to go one and one this week what has been the, the key to kind of unlock this pass rush for you guys the past couple of weeks? Uh, Coach Harrell has been dicing some things up. We've been doing a lot of movement on the D-line. Um, and Coach Dallas is always on us, working our hands, working our feet, you know, just trying to get around those big offensive tackles. So it's really just about, like, just moving around more and just kind of trying to confuse Yes, sir. Bit. Just, um, yeah, doing a bunch of different looks. We play a lot of 3-4 down. We switch it up all the time. So um, just doing a bunch of things to mix it up to get to that quarterback. To stay in fresh help you guys too, just with the way you're kind yeah. of rotating in and out. Yeah, we got quality guys all around defense. So, I mean, we're always fresh. How do you guys balance getting back there, having a good pass rush, as well as containing the quarterback from running? Because the last two weeks you've seen two really mobile quarterbacks. Yeah, it differs from the game plan uh, week to week. Um, last week we had a really athletic quarterback that we didn't want to get outside that pocket, so we did some stuff to make that so he couldn't get outside the pocket. For you, you came in as an inside linebacker. And I know you played some running back in high school. Then they moved you to the outside linebacker, and they moved you to the defensive end. So what's it kind of been like for you? You've moved all around. You've played different stuff, but it kind of found a home at defensive end. Right, yeah. I, when I got moved to Rush, um, you know, I tried to make the best of my opportunity there. And then I got moved to DN in the, in the last year. And, I mean, I loved it. I've just been trying to be as versatile as I can, do whatever the team needs me to do. Just playing all those positions previously, does that help you just, like, Oh, yeah, I know a little bit more um, tendencies type of thing with offenses. So, um, yeah, it's definitely helped me. What's that feeling like watching your buddies get picks and forced fumbles? Oh, it's great. I mean, I just saw Jara got uh, Defensive Player of the Week, so that's two weeks in a row somebody on our team is doing big things for the conference, so it's great. Confidence-wise, when y'all hold UCF to 13 after they scored 70, like what, is that, what does that do for y'all's confidence? Um... I would say it does a lot, but I mean, our defense has always been confident since week one. Um, we feel that we're the best defense in the conference. 
and we just try to showcase that every week. What have you guys, have you guys watched film yet? What do you know about BYU? You know, obviously big receivers, really good quarterback. Right. Um, they're a big physical team. Coach Houston has preached that. But um, I feel that we're going to go down there. We'll be ready to play and just uh, match the intensity. Sounds like it'll be a big crowd, probably the biggest y'all played in on the road this year. So y'all, y'all kind of excited to like soak up that atmosphere. And feed oh, always. I don't think they can match what we play with here, no matter how many fans. But uh, we'll definitely be ready. What about uh, being the prime time Friday night game? You know, lots of eyes around the country on you guys. I'm sure. Right. That's a good thing for us because um, we want to be looked at as one of those teams that every week we got to shot to win no matter who we play all right there is uh chad stevens you also heard from chandre mims there as uh east carolina will be on the big stage friday night on the deuce chandler i told you earlier espn it is on the deuce espn 2 what do they got friday night uh nba on espn now i believe uh hornets will be in action on friday how about the charlotte hornets they i told you if they beat the pelicans I would be in until at least the end of November. Well, they lost that game because as I thought they would, but came back with a win on the road at Atlanta. So I'll tell you this, Chandler, I am in on the Hornets, all in Hornets fan, till at least middle of November. And at the middle of November, I will see where we are. And I at that point, if they're still in good standing, I'll go ahead and sign a contract as a all-in fan through the remainder of the uh the calendar year but right now i want to get to the middle of november see where we are but i will say that win yesterday raised uh, an eyebrow and a half of mine and it was definitely a big win and uh hornets getting it done easily I yeah double digit um they win. were down uh like 15 early flipped that before halftime and dare i say cruised yeah. in the second half so uh hornets off to a two and one start in the season and i'm like you um i'm going to be uh locked in for at least another month month and a half and uh, i think we'll see hornets basketball coming up wednesday night when we're at sports trivia at aj's but first we'll have some ecu basketball to enjoy with menji's madness coming up a double hooper coming up wednesday night menji's madness at seven o'clock and then we'll roll out to aj's for sports trivia starting around 8 30 and uh watch hornets and knicks also we got to be getting close to like every day of the week football let me check real quick uh not no tuesday night football this week wednesday night no football this week i'm on the right man okay but we do have multiple we got three thursday games this week so uh no wednesday night midweek uh football i guess next week is when it all begins pretty soon it must be next week is when we hit like consecutive days of uh football for the rest of the calendar year it's gonna be on every single night of the week so get excited folks excitement time and we'll be mixing in some ecu hoops in there and some pirate baseball as we talked to cliff godwin earlier uh and east carolina will be playing virginia noon on saturday 14 innings free admission concessions will be open purple gold series the weekend following men to take a break bad break management by me today really really poor i've got to do better and i will do better and that is my promise to you shirley to pirate radio to the listener and to uh the sponsors of our show shirley uh we got like two minutes left nope 
go through the uh sponsors and uh and we'll say a word about each of them that we were supposed to play the break this will be fun right. okay the buck oh great Ch- place Channel. live music the awesome buck. awesome sunday fun day yeah go check them out awesome stuff beauty bar medi spa are you kidding me beauty bar medi spa if you're you know wanting to look better feel better go and check them out at beauty bar medi spa uh town insurance come to town today town uh, insurance brian smith brian smith go pirates go big, see daddy. big daddy big go daddy. see big daddy town insurance atlantic uh, wireless everybody has a cell phone nowadays i mean you look around what do you see you own people own their phone and they provide that there at U.S. That they Sailor. do. U.S. Sailor, fifth quarter call-in show, Atlantic Wireless. Thank you. North Carolina State Parks. Josh Copenhaver, buddy of mine. What's better than breathing the fresh air at a North Carolina State Park? I'll answer that Nothing. for you. Nothing. Nothing. Okay, hold on one second because got to play the bed, but we're going to speed this up a little bit. Speed round. Ready? All right, East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep. I need a Dodge Jeep Chrysler. Where do I go? East Carolina Chrysler East Dodge Carolina Jeep. Chrysler, Sam Dodge Jones Jeep. Barbecue. Oh, my God. Gus Malzahn, what are you missing? Sam Jones Barbecue is what you're missing. First and goal hauling. Dakota Marshall, Dakota legend. Marshall, my guy. First and goal hauling. You need some dirt. You need to move some dirt. First and goal hauling. Brown and Wood. Brown and Wood. They'll put you in a car today. Brown and Wood, drive of the game. Former employer of uh, Billy Weaver. Jersey Mike's. Everybody likes Jersey Mike. Everybody Mice. likes Jersey Mike. PBR. PBR. Uh, are you kidding me? We made awesome t-shirts and contributed to the Humane Society last Thursday. We are giving away PBR Tuesday, Tailgate Tuesday, right here on Pirate Radio Live. Arc Point Labs. Arc Point Labs. Hey. Holt Naylor says they're cool, so I agree. Uh, me too. R&R. 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 Jack Spare. <laughs> Mac, <laughs> Max Fitness Training, a.k.a. Uh, Mark I'm, Washington. I'm Mark Washington. Purple, what's in you? What's in you? Mark Washington. Get freaking Jack Get up. Jack, baby. Get Jack Get up. Jack. Why wait till summer? <laughs> and finally. No, get jacked up this uh, holiday season. All right, be ready, Clip. And finally, Warren's Hot Dogs. Warren's Hot, Hot Dogs, dogs pizza. pizza. Homemade lemonade. <laughs> Thank you to all of our fine sponsors here on Pirate Radio Live. That I think this fun. is the new way. To end the show? No, just to advertise in general. Yes. Just us <laughs> talking them up. That was fun. All right. We'll see you Tuesday, PRL, 3 o'clock for Shirley Chan, the crew. I'm Clip Brock. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.